Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are live. It's Saturday night. It's time for Modern Comic Mayhem. We got another awesome show for you tonight. We're going to have comic reviews, five worst comics, covers that we have. Corbin's back. We've got the starting lineup. It's the starting lineup, lineup, lineup for tonight. Is back by popular demand. We've got number one, Corbin Ford. Boop, 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 boop. Nope. So I got what's up, y'all. <laughs> we have the man, the myth, the legend, the man behind the scenes, and the man in front of the scenes. We've got Matt. Okay, cool. And last <laughs> but not least, yeah, and in front, we have. The guy who knows nothing about Star Wars, but yet it seems to be on a Star Wars show, Mr. Solo Wookie. How's everybody doing tonight? Bonin. Dope. It's Saturday night, you know? Right? Saturday yeah. night. We feeling all right? Let's That's cue the music, Matt. Hey, hey, everybody. Ooh, baby. We're back. So remember, everybody, we got, some, we got some really cool uh, – we got the drinking game. So if you guys already got your drinks or smoke or whatever you like to partake in while you watch this show, scan the QR code that Matt's going to put up. And we've got some pretty cool words on there. Like I said, like we always say, I'm the only one that knows the words. Me and you guys, the Solo and Matt and Corbin don't know. So maybe we're making fun of them. Maybe we aren't. It could be goldfish. You never, you never know. But time to get into things. I think we've got some pretty interesting news topics to start out our first segment with. So, Matt, why don't you get us rolling on our first segment? Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, kick it off a little bit with um, talking. Marvel is going to replace uh, copies of Immortal Hulk forty three because uh, apparently they're they're offensive. Um, anti-Semitic, I believe. Yes, very. Used. And I'm trying to see what um, they're going for right now because I know that that issue would just like skyrocketed and people are starting to look for it now because because it's going to be pulled. Yeah, they did recall it, but as we all know, nobody. Are you talking about because of the the word in the background in the jewelry store? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Let me. David on I guess uh, I can pull it up for for context here. Wow, what a great idea! I know. Context, it's amazing. I you know I like sometimes being in Matt's head is just like I I, I, I just don't know. I, I I couldn't even imagine. Stay out of my like, head. Nobody makes I, it through in my head. I, I figure it's like head, a beautiful Charles. mind. It's just the the, the craziness that's going it's, on inside it's of it. Definitely not like a beautiful mind. That's for sure. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably go get glasses. I'm definitely not going to get context for my eyes. I never liked the context. So within this, we've got. Uh, I, I don't understand why everybody's making. So they 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 missed an L. So that's what's going on in it, right? Yeah, you kind of, yeah. You need that L, you know. It makes yeah. the word the word. You but know? her head is blocking it. That inside joke for anti summit like like no, I'm just kidding. Well, um, that's, what I, that's what I was wondering. What is right this, the outrage? And and I know the artist came on and said it was hard for him to be writing like you know he had to draw those letters backwards. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's so a complicated. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, yeah, because it's a jewelry store, and in the back of it, it, it you know, it says Jew, and then there's the Star of David there. So it's yeah, but it's all kind of. I thought it was because it was missing an L. That just took it in a different direction, I think. Well, because I just I, you can see it, it right here, right here, and then the Star of David, like it clearly says Jew, right here, and I can see where it could be anti-Semitic, and that it's also a little bit, you know, I don't know, he's hitting on her and but, but, being kind of a mean, scumbag. But if you were walking looks, down the street, yeah. but but him hitting on her, what does that have to do with the jewelry store? Thing nothing, exactly? nothing. It's just him it's being a scumbag. The jewelry and him being kind of. It yeah. appropriates or it helps to bring about certain misconceptions, stereotypes, whatever. It's like it's like subliminal, like, oh yeah, black person. Like it, like you just put things together, I think, is why people are I'm going inside the head of anyone who may be offended here. But I'm like, if I wanted to be offended by said picture, I'm looking at this going, Oh, are you trying to say that I can't have my hair slicked down in a jewelry store because I'm a Jew and I like my, like Maybe Whoa, it might be reach. Uh, listen, I'm just <laughs> let's be careful. I'm trying. But I'm that's trying not to that's not what the whole problem know. with it is, though. No, I know. I'm that was an example. I'll be at a poor but, one, but say somebody who hasn't read the internet in the last few days say they don't know what we're talking about. Bring that back up, Matt, and actually explain what we're talking about. Well, I mean, if you were okay, let's say you're walking downtown and you're going ring shopping or or whatever, and you saw that on a window. Would you be offended or would you be, I mean, me personally, I'd be like, hey, you know, that's kind of clever. That's kind of, you know, if the store owner was Jewish and just wanted to, you know, put a, a slogan out there, I'd be, I don't know that I'd be offended so much as in shock and awe that what? they did something so clever and I would probably go in and shop there. Now, I, I'm, albeit very hard to offend, so you know yeah but but I, I don't understand why the word jewelry on there why is everybody focusing on this because you the the word jew is an anti-semitic term yeah but it's in the word yes but yeah that's why it's it. important that's, to have that's the entire why, word yeah. because i like, thought it was because it was missing the l i, I think i think if, if i think if you saw jewelry all together like that then but it says it clearly says Jew with the star David on there, and that's an anti-Semitic term, and it just it, it pissed a lot of people off. It's 2021. That's another thing. So you know, when when did good. the word Jew become anti-Semitic and and mean and downright nasty? Like I, I mean, it, I guess call each other Jew or Jewish or Jew. I, I hear it. That's going down a path. Of yeah, that's going down a path. We don't need to go down. <laughs> that's going down a path. I know what you're trying to say, but that's I know exactly where you're going. It's going down the same of like, oh, well, because I can't let people call me this word. It, it's a totally but, different yeah. conversation. But I see what you're saying. But yeah, it, I mean, like you like you said, Chad, you're easy. Uh, you're hard to offend, and you know, there's many others. That's the complete opposite. And those people have spoken, and that is why this is news. <laughs> so I don't think yeah. it's. it's <laughs> yeah, we're not going to. I almost thought that, that the, the powers that be were popping in to yell at us, but it's just, it's just somebody else. It's all good. E either way, okay, though, I mean, on. despite the price of the book for a, a quick, brief minute. So, I mean, that's that's a good thing, right? Because as we all know, they do a recall and they're like, "Hey, send them back," and nobody sends them back by this point. They're like, "Hey, let's sell these because now they're worth more." So. Polo. Great for the comic book market, right? Let's see. It's 
instead of the sign, the window sign reading. Yeah, hey guys, jewelry, I think just... it reads jewelry. Yeah, it says jewelry. Yes. You can't, you can't, you can't. Look, if you don't understand why not putting the Star of David and having a store that says jewelry on it, like how that's anti how that's anti Semitic, like I we can take it off air and I can explain that to you. You just can't do that, dude. Like, yeah, okay, it's a misprint. I get it, just not a good one, right? So they're gonna take it off air, and yeah, the book's gonna catch fire because of that. I mean, you can't look. It's 2021. You can't have. That's racism. what I was saying. Yeah, you can't. You know, like like Corbin was saying, you can't do that, man. Like, there's nothing. What's up, Marco? <clears throat> oh man, I'm trying to kick this. Uh, it's only a cold. Like I got the test. I'm not dying. I can't see All straight, right. but then I normally can't, anyways. My voice is a little off, but I'm still coming out here because, uh, you know, just to help you all out. I heard you had somebody from Star Wars. Your dog and my co-pilot saying that uh, you got him off. He. You already got him off his tilt because you tell him you didn't know anything about Star Wars. Listen, I, you, you're I talking mean, about that. I've dealt with some DC slander the last couple of years. Joe Joe Bennett, the guy who drew it, is just saying it's just he forgot the L. Yeah, and it was it, an honest mistake. He was, was drawing backwards. Yeah, and it's just something that he him. missed. Right, it's something that he missed, and it's right. something that the editors sure. of Marvel missed. Yeah, absolutely. No, I believe that 100. Like it's an I don't, accident. Because- how many eyes are look at this book and review it before they're like, all right, go ahead. And especially in this trash. That's what look I was at the like, picture real though, the you, you can't see the L anyway. That's why I don't even understand. Like if you yeah. pull the picture back up, you can't hold even up, see that there'd now. be an L there. Well, we should be keeping up because we're because we're still talking about it. Where, where this is, is, can I just where say this real quickly? Yeah, can I just say this real quickly? If the guy says it's an accident. Right, and he doesn't have a history of doing this. If he's not drawing little mustaches on people's uh, faces and calling them freaking, calling his Bible book like uh, "My Struggle," which is taken off of my cat, let's just believe the guy and say like, "Hey, it was an accident," and pull the books oh, and no, move I, on. I believe. I'm, I'm more black. offended that I, I, the way he made his J, it looks more like a V. It looks like Ver. I'm more pissed about that. Yeah, I know, but I look. You have to understand that. That people are going to be upset about this. You can't. You can't, like. There's no doubt. Like, Duver. Yeah. Duver. Exactly. Really, yeah. It really gets your gullet, huh, Kyle? Yeah. I, I only see three letters in all actuality. I only see three clear letters. Sure. Yeah. Well, sure. As, as a sure. Letter, yeah. Point B. As, as an editor, if I was reading it, I the star would have caught my eye. I don't know that the letters would have, or that I would have really counted, or anything like that. Um. So I could I could see how perusing all you go through so many books trying to edit and look for stuff. I could see how it could get missed, unfortunately. Yeah. And and it is unfortunate <laughs> all the way around. I don't I you know, I believe the guy that it wasn't intentional, but yeah, either way, it's still done. You gotta get rid of it. That's cool. Will the bite yeah, people like to collect that stuff. People yeah. like to collect yeah. anything that has anything to do with you know, I mean it it just is. People like to collect I'm actually I'm still market. more pissed there's not yellow flowers on the top panel over here and he's got them on the bottom i i mean i'm more mad about that i understand oh, this might not affect you no i understand this might not affect you and your in your life but it still does affect a, gross, oh, a yeah. lot of people so like that and being I'm said kinda, yeah i mean that being said yeah yeah i mean like hey look let's not fire anybody over this nobody should be fired no. over this but yeah they should take the book out and say like hey it was wrong it was a mistake they admit it to it so let's yeah cool man I get it, and yes, will this drive up the price for this book? Of course it will, because anything will drive up the price, dude. If you, if you, some look, you people could say this character, this girl is going to maybe make it into the TV show sometime, even if that wasn't a mess up, and this book price would spike. I mean, you can say whatever. Just put, just go put it on eBay and put fire signs next to it. Say hot, 
uh, a key, a clown, an <laughs> HTF or whatever they do, the book will, hey, it's going to sell. So is this thing going to be good? <coughs> is it going to be hot? Yeah, sure. It's going to be hot, dude. That's what's going to happen with it. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get what Matt's saying, though, especially in this day and age where everything, I mean, we already know the state of the world as it is right now. Like, and, and it's kind of a weird mix between Matt and what Solo's saying. Like, if you look in all these books, of course you're going to miss it. It looks innocuous if you're just glancing through the pages. At the same time, if your job is to thoroughly glance through the pages and you miss it and several other odds miss it, and it becomes a mistake that at least is newsworthy, I'm not saying, again, I'm with Marco. Like, you thoroughly roll, glance better. Exactly. Like, do your job. Better. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, it's not a, it's not a, um, like, it's not a heads will roll situation. And it is an accident, but it's a notable accident that shouldn't happen again. It shouldn't happen in the first place if you're doing your How job. How many right. books actually yeah. made it into the wild? Did they say that? Well, I think everything that came out on everything Wednesday. Everything that came out, yeah. Is, is it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you get a check. Is. I mean, you, this is, yeah, you get your check. But, you know, there I you mean, go. you can get three. We don't have to throw everybody out. There's three strike rules, man. It's cool. How many covers a Little Mermaid are there with that big dong on it? Editors miss stuff all the time. Yes, it's it is. It's There's one with the dong. Or you you piqued Corbin's interest now. <laughs> well, no, I just. Well, hey. I, I'm I'm not. No, no, the Corbin train is not interested in backing up that train stop. But I am curious. That doesn't. How you don't want that. that in your caboose, huh? No, 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 no. We just we chugging right along on that one. Hey, there's the there's the there's the famous C3PO boner card. I mean, the dude C3PO's yeah. got a metal boner just stick it out the whole. Yeah. Hey, well, this is hey, again. This is hey, again. Hey, there's an editor that still lets Lakefield. Uh, look, look at Matt's background. There's an editor that lets that dude put that trash out, and he's put out some interesting trash before. So he has. Right. I guess this is where again that that big word of this is 2021. This day and age is whoa, whoa, John, John. No, you got I think Corbin, no. you have to I mean, answer the hard hitting <laughs> questions. Hey, John, I am not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In what context are you referring to? I, I respect all. I respect all. I don't see. He expects all dongs. There you go. Or wait, I don't. Let's move on, John. No comment. All right, sir. No comment. All dongs are created equal in Corbin's eyes. They're, they're, no, I mean, no, even, they're not. Even C three PO. We've Listen, all seen porn. They're not created equal. All I know, if I know anything, is that representation matters. Okay, representation matters. No, sir, that is an incorrect statement. No, John, I didn't say that. John, what I said. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stop pushing comments up there about how Corbin loves dongs and uh, or this is dongs or whatever. Uh, yeah. we Thank you, Mar- I miss you, Marco. Uh, <laughs> it looks like um, Batman writer James Tinney in the fourth is ready to start this goddamn hype train all over again as with. Batman 106, the first issue released under the Infinite Frontier banner. We're getting another new female character introduced to Gotham. And um, it's going to be uh, Mighty Molly is her name. Or Miracle Molly. Sorry, oh, Miracle Molly. Say, uh, Mighty Molly I think, yeah, I think back in the rave days, I remember I ran into some Mighty Molly. Yeah. Miracle Molly. And we get our first pictures from the panels in the 106 Holy where she's going to make her appearance. Well, he does definitely has a type. Yes, he does. Um, she's going to be part of a new game um, or new gang coming in Gotham. New gang. A new new gang in Gotham called the uh, Unsanity Collective. And they're going to be huge players in 2020 and 2021. Unsanity uh, well, Collective? We're going back to the future yeah. on that one. Yeah. She looks not, not Insanity Collective? Like that? Nope. I mean, Unsanity Collective. Wow. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> so yeah, get ready for that that hype train to go again. Um, I don't think that's going to get as big as punchline. I mean, oh yeah, well. Oh oh yeah, well nobody has anything to go after. Absolutely well. Uh, New wow. characters just get everyone's so, hair raised. So just, her first appearance is going to be 106, and then she's going to be on the cover of 108. Yay! There you go. So see for Batman 106 comes about. Order that bad boy up, huh? I'm still sitting on those worthless punchline books, man. No yeah, thanks. I think I'm missing I'm, one. Thank you. I'm I'm with Solo on this. We we just saw this happen. We just saw this not even six months ago. I'm good. I'm, Although I'm good. I do really admire her '80s neon. I gotta say that's tight. I do. Like I actually kind of like it. At first I, I was I, like, "What is this?" But now I mean, I'm not gonna read this garbage. But whoa, 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 <laughs> hey, Marco, you gotta try it before you say that, though. It's hey, you think it's good? Hey, you you want to put a bet that this is gonna be good? You want to put a bet that this is gonna be good? Okay, what it, people around here no. don't follow through on bets. So I'm with you. Listen, listen. I have this show does. This show. I haven't made a bet, Matt. I haven't made one. I think you're the last one. I make the bet. Yeah. What kind of bet we talking? I'm 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 a man of my word here, Marco. Dude, you know what happens when you make a bet, Corbin? You end up body painted like the penguin for an entire episode. Don't. Oh, I do Don't remember do you. Yeah, that's true. Do well, what, would I, what would I have to do? Like, I'd be oh, intrigued. Let's okay, talk about this later, Mark. I tried. I tried we'll to save you. You're good. Yeah. I'm down for this. We'll make, okay. it, we'll make it so that everybody can see it, too. So, like, if, like, you make a bet, and then all of a sudden you welch on it, like, everybody knows there's a bet. That, so that everybody you know, we'll do, you what we'll do, we'll make it off the show. We'll come back next show with the bet parameters. Right. Right. There yeah. it is. All right. Does she have stubble on her forearms? Yeah, I kind of think so. Maybe it's some weird tattoos. No, it's tattoos. Okay, there you go. It looked like it from the distance I'm at. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Brian, do know, yeah, do know, do know, yeah, worthless. Yeah, yeah, do know. You guys just complained about punchline, and then when I said, yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna read this book. Corbin defends and saying like, oh, you haven't read it yet. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> just because like I'm not gonna fall into the trap. Okay, listen, I'll make a bet. Like it's not gonna be a big bet, bro. Listen, I mean, I'm, a com- I'm a company man. I I gotta defend. My, I gotta defend the line. <laughs> I, hey, I, you I, know I, what? I, Unfortunately, since you've been gone, I don't know if you've been watching the show. I mean, you've been watching yes, some of it. But yeah. we've been praising some of the stuff they've been doing. I have. There, I've honestly. been. Mm-hmm. I've been impressed with you guys. Have been. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's like true. it's kind of rebounded a little bit. It's like thirty percent good, seventy percent garbage. Future but... state or the show? Yeah. No, no, well, the show. <laughs> a little bit of A and a little bit of B. <laughs> a little bit of a... I've heard the future state comments. I was going to comment more, but I'm like I don't feel right commenting on my own. So let me just dial it back. Ooh. Marco's going to die. Hey, he's, oh, right. he's giving his all for the show here. Witness that death. Dude, live. Hey, he dies live on the show. Puts bourbon on. I'll be all right. Dies live on the show. I was gonna say, uh, Kyle. Kyle could probably tell you something that'll clear that up for you real quick. You're supposed to say cannabis. A little cock. little bourbon know, or that Corbin's anti dong. I don't know what you want to say. A little bit of bourbon, a little bit of whiskey. Oh, uh, I, got a little something for him. So what, what, that big news came what else? Uh, what else we got besides nineties? Um, so we're gonna DC. stick. Let me get this off the screen. We're gonna stick with Infinite Frontier and going that um, Black Adam and Shazam are gonna get slammed together. Adam slamming together, you know that old joint, and become um, Shazam. And I wish oh that was a joke, God. but it's not a joke. Oh, that's terrible. Shazam. All right, we'll just keep moving on. Let's. There's nothing. Yeah. She's Adam. Mm. I don't know why we even put that on the island. It's horrible. I mean, I get it because it's news, and like, if one of us had a crazy reaction, but I think we can unanimously agree that it's kind of stupid. And like, I want to be a fly in the room when they went. You know, it'd be a great name, 
she's Adam or whatever the fuck that was. Sorry, excuse my French. Like that's something like my six year old brother Whoa. would tell me, and I would like push him off and be like, "Dude, don't be stupid." And then they like <laughs> ran with that. Like that's that's all I got. You right? Let's keep moving, Kyle. You said the problem, don't be stupid. But the problem with it too is like, who does DC write for? Like, I don't see the books people like you. No, but the, book, but the books that you, the, the people that you see, like I don't buy that stuff for my kids. Like I wouldn't let them read the regular DC titles. Is that true, Patrick? <clears throat> they they usually uh, check on the rock. <laughs> they usually write it for like adults like us. So why would you give a six year old kid idea? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that might pass. Like that's okay for young kids or something like that. But you're see, right. Like Patrick called us out on our bullshit. What is it? Said a random bystander called to that in one panel. It's not changing. Stop listening to bleeding cool people. <laughs> All right, there you go. I mean, Thank I was listening. I, I was listening to you was, guys. That's uh, it's. Uh, I do. It's a good thing we got Patrick as a monitor. He doesn't just yeah. monitor the chat. He monitors things, us. Things, 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 I, I was gonna say. I'm like, I was listening to <laughs> cool. It was obviously somebody did not proofread the fucking out. No, 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 no. Here's no, the they thing. Re, they they put something out just a little bit ago. Uh, Comicbook.com. Uh, from IG. So, so it's if our news wasn't up to date, all right, we got planning, we do it's a process, it's all good. Okay, then I guess it, it, I'm glad they didn't do that because that was stupid. And they should never make that <laughs> a joke again because it's a stupid joke. No, because they're doing that. Hey, with... Bates, I'll be right back. My I, my roadside assistance is here. I lo- I'm fucking awesome. I locked my keys in my car. So I'll awesome, be right back. Awesome. Our fearless leader. All right, bro. Yeah, but here's the thing <laughs> it's not. They're doing that with this this Infinite Frontier stuff, though, because you're getting the whole Wonder Woman Spectre stuff. They're smashing characters together. It's definitely happening. So I just thought I thought that that whole idea of smashing Black Adam and Shazam together was ridiculous to begin with, because it isn't it kind of a minute point. Don't they have the same power set, basically? And yeah. I just thought it was funny that someone brought up the the name change, but. Well, in Let's, today's uh, world, I mean, it, it's not that far fetched. Everything just—that's true. They they keep changing stuff for no good reason. CJ so. Maxwell, this is Dragon Ball Z when they run out of ideas, so they just combine popular characters together to become other characters. You are one hundred percent correct. But you know what? Bring it a bit. <clears throat> but you know what? Bring it back to a, what we have been reading lately. And honestly, there is some hope for DC. You know, we've been reading the Future State stuff. You guys have forced me to read this. I've gotten through some of it. Um, there was some good titles out again this week on Future State. Like they're doing stuff, but the problem is too, some of that good stuff they're doing seems like they're gonna end it too quickly and revert back to garbage, right? Is that what we're doing here? What what's going on? Well, with this? this is I was talking to Matt about this before. This is what happens when you go from the 5G to this and they do this. Like the point of this was to roll out content and see what sticks. Almost like, okay, we're going to do this in CO, Black Batman. you like, okay, you know, we're going to cover this. Like, they're going to roll out these concepts, keep it short. So if you don't like it, don't worry. We'll go back to the status quo. Everything will be back to normal. But the problem is, what if you do like it? Well, it's like, well, fudge, because now the story got to end. And this is where we get in those rollouts of that we are now. But so, I feel like this is what they were trying to do to begin with. Just, it was um, pissing people off and getting people worried. And it was DC ending when they said, this is the new future of 5G. 5G well, is probably never going to be the future anyway. You know what I mean? Can I ask you a question about this? Because I, you know, I read, I read, and we'll get into it, right, Matt? We're going to get into it. But I, before we yeah. even get into the books and what happened in it, um, was this the issue two? Is that it for some of these titles? Yes. It is. Some of these titles only have So two some of the best titles, they just ended. 
But see, they didn't know that they would be the I best I don't even title. know why you guys made me but wish but, but no, they didn't know they're that they getting the spin-offs. They're, just, they're getting exactly. relaunches in Infinite Frontier. Like, we're not saying it's a good idea. Because, Marco, I'm with you. This was it was a dumb idea in terms of the concept. If you're going to do all of them, I'd rather have made them all four issues, crafted the story, yeah, do did, like a good did your entire, do all of it. Or if you yeah. think it's a short, have faith in your right? product. But DC is trying to play it both ways, which is why you still got the 5G rollout in the two-month initiative. And then if they catch the fire, then we'll roll out these, you know, future state Gotham and stuff like that. But you're right. Like some of the best stories were only two issues, but I doubt that DC went into it thinking we're only going to make our best stories two issues because they knew it was their best stories. They would have had some faith in it. You would have thought. Well, that okay. Can I, ask you, can I ask you another question? Instead of DC putting like, and this is always one of the problems. I know I'm going to get killed in chat for this because <laughs> but they are, they're funny books. They're comic books. We don't need 50,000 word panels in each quarter or tenth of a page why didn't they just expand these like you said into four part minis and maybe stretch it out to four you know like use a little bit more artwork to describe it extend the story out just a little bit more because i two of the the two stories that i read i didn't read i obviously you can see i'm not in the best of shape a little pale here uh whatever i the two that i did read i thoroughly enjoyed till i got to the last panel and i was like whoa this is done huh well that's stupid and mm -hmm. there was parts though, and it could be because you know I'm taking the cold medicine or whatever. But I was like, okay, I had to put it down for a little bit. Stop the reading. The parts it. you enjoyed were because of the cold medicine. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Wow. But you know, I had to stop it because you know, wow. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're going through and the action is keeping up, and then they do these panel parts, and we'll get through it where they just started like putting way too much in there. Like I don't, I mean, I know it's DC style, but maybe if they fix their style instead of trying to fix their characters, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, well, that's all. You know, Mar obviously DC is doing something right because Marvel's taking note, and they're they're about to go the same direction with this Heroes Reborn oh, universe. I'm excited to hear what Marvel's a world on without yes. the Avengers. Yes, and you got a huge so tease old. this week that the biggest character, yep, in Marvel Hello. right now, still can't get his own identity. Nope. As we've gotten word that Miles Morales is going to be the new Falcon. And this Heroes Reborn. Oh, my God. Aren't you hyped? Whoa, Dwayne, Dwayne, calm down. Self-medicating to get... No. No. It is fine. Life, medication, is all you need. This is terrible, too. I mean, like... Yes. That's... You take one of your most... I think Marvel's problem is that they listen to freaking dealers too much on panels. Back, you know, six years ago, when people start screaming... At those open panels, it's got to be six years ago now, five years, four years, and they're like, we can't sell these characters. By the way, all those guys are wrong, and if you have them on YouTube video, you should call them out for it because these characters actually sell when you keep them doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, Miles Morales sells as Spider-Man. Like, it, he does sell. You know what I mean? You start to see what happens, what's happening with Miss America now. She's starting to sell. Devil Dinosaur. I mean, she's in the Avengers right now, but, like, plays a good part and there are people who have followed her for a while now these are all characters that we've been seeing working you know we have seen these characters working and i don't know why marvel thinks they need to do this you already have a falcon you already have you don't need to change it around anymore man you don't put yeah don't do the dc you know i think miles <clears throat> would make an awesome spider-man yeah i agree right he does make an awesome Spider-Man. There's nothing. <laughs> there's not was that he does and it, the title sells that's the funny part like the yeah. title actually sells why, yeah, and uh, it's it's just for their heroes reborn stuff. It's not like six one six continuity, but I know still, but still like who cares? 
they're they're very much pulling on that future state like they've they took note at what dc's doing and like oh well we should do this too and just all the stuff out of heroes reborn that i've okay, seen then, is just like then instead of doing that voodoo. just do do another version of the original apo- like or the original age of the apocalypse just redo it but do it the same exact same way don't make except for don't make it a hundred don't make it a hundred nice keys don't make it 160 books right because back then it was like a dollar 25 for those books now it's five dollars a book but do something like that you could do that future error and you could do it in a uh you know in a series or in an event just don't do this man this is not just don't do this but i know that heroes were born was it's this whole like what if the avengers never existed but are there actually comic book fans out there asking that question what if what if what if cap never said avengers assemble like what if the avengers never got together yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't see it yeah no i hear you and but that's a one shot right like they've done that before that is the what if book right yeah and and they did the heroes were born before and it failed (laughs) epically is that what this kind of is is a what if kind of thing Mm. yeah it's a it's a, a a line of books of if the Mar- if the avengers never got together so it's like what the marvel landscape would look like if the avengers were never together so i mean Ugh. what what about the avengers getting together made it to where the spider bites miles versus him becoming falcon like oh, jesus that's so stupid Haven't you i don't ever just seen just what you said just i mean honestly my head already hurts but what you said makes it hurt worse man that's the dumbest <laughs> shit i've heard today well, i've heard a lot of dumb shit today i'm just saying <laughs> Man, I mean, do you think people are running to this? Because you know how a lot of people were. I'm not sure about this future state. I'm not sure about this future state. Do you yeah. think everybody is Marvel now? You know what's you know what's say future state though? Future state, you could return it. So comic book shops were like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter if you if you ordered a hundred copies or you ordered two. Anything you didn't sell, you could return. I really so like the sexy Marco voice. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty good. It's, what it's, I thought it's, saved it was good writing. The longer you go, the wrong. deeper it gets, and it is. Uh, like you're, Solo you're had to like leave. Very white to me. Yeah, Solo Wookie had to leave because he's like, "Damn, Marco's taking all the sexy on this podcast. I can't. Not even the beard is helping me." No, I, no. I, mean, no, hey, I know that the good writing did help with the the state oh, stuff. With yeah. you, Marco. Yeah. No, no, but yeah. but but, but yeah, really, third. if you talk if you talk to comic book stores, they wouldn't have been going into DC Final State if, if it wasn't returnable. You know, sure. that's the only reason they bought it. And then you sure. put in a couple new characters that worked do you, out. Do you think Marco out. should make this? Uh, hey, I could always well. If you want, dude, I can always dip. <laughs> Marco looks nah, so nah, let's not check. No, no, no. We... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm not impressed with this. Even the artwork kind of looks childish. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's what's going for. Maybe it's like Marco, the... <laughs> Marco went to the store and Jar Jar was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of that, I appreciate everybody that said it. It has. You know what? I, I do have a little bit of a cold or whatever, but I've been getting a lot of uh, people have been sending me a lot of posts of one single Jar Jar Binks. In the in Target stores or whatever, it's pretty funny, man. I like it. That's kind of cool. You know, it's cool to. Uh, it does brighten my spirit to get uh, pictures. So appreciate everybody that's going into stores now and just sending me uh, pictures of one single Jar Jar Binks hanging on a peg. I would have put it in a bathtub for you, but <clears throat> I wouldn't have spent thirty dollars on it to put it in a bathtub. I'll tell you that much. No, don't, don't do it. <laughs> do it. I'm bad, man. <laughs> no, you're drunk. Don't play. <laughs> well you know what i think while we're talking about comic books 
I think we have a pretty decent transition here to uh, Corbin actually came up with a pretty good little segment for us to discuss. I was about to give you the credit. Really, Kyle? Thank you. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's February. We all know it's the month, the second month of the year. And what's great about this month? It's the shortest. But the second thing that's about it, Black <laughs> History Month, you know? So I figured in the spirit of that and comics that we would just spotlight five comic creators. Sure, you know them, but like give some light into them in like a brief little segment. So it's history. Let's do it. Boom, boom, pal. Let's get the first picture up. Hit it, Matt. All right. So the first one, who's that? Just sly looking brother. Love looking motherfucker. Isn't he looking so cool? That guy is Christopher Priest. All right. So Christopher Priest is one we're all aware of. He's written for Marvel and DC, including work on Deathstroke, Justice League, um, Green Lantern, and more famously Black Panther. And so he took that series, Black Panther, that had been like really lagging after uh, Panther's Rage in the 70s and such. And he resuscitated in like the late 90s over his 62 issue run. And so how he did that really fleshing out T'Challa, making him more of a three-dimensional character. And what he also did that I thought was really interesting was introducing um, the character Everett Ross, who Priest created because he personally felt <laughs> that white people wouldn't read a book with the mainly black cast in a comic unless it had a, a white person, a white main character with which to tell the story, to kind of use him as the lens. And so what he said he did is that he said that he used uh, Everett Ross to portray maybe stereotypes or things about black people that white people may think in their heads, but not say out loud and like use that shows. almost like an avatar. I mean, listen, I'm not talking about the child or myself in that regard and our well endowed selves, but you know, anyways, um, <laughs> but, beep, beep, but um, the way that he brought that character about and, and really made T'Challa someone that not only the, the storylines, from that comic series, most of which was kind of actually branched off and used in the film, but just the way that he was um, picked up and used for years to come. A lot of that stems from that 90s priest run that um, he did in the, it, with uh, Marvel Knights. And so a storyline I would recommend is The Enemy of the State. <coughs> That's from his Black Panther run, but he also did a lot more. He wrote what did she do that start? You know, it's funny. Do not have that one written. Thank you. Sorry. For Pulling me out there. No, Sorry it's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. I didn't write the numbers down, and I'd read it a little bit ago. I just remembered it as one that was good. But mm. now you're going to throw me on the spot. Now I got to find it. That's cool. You know, that's cool. Okay, Everybody I'll, do I'll your homework and go find it. I'll, I'll have it to you in the middle of the show. Anyways, Perfect. so definitely check that out. And he worked with the guy that's next on my list in Milestone Media. And fun fact okay. about Christopher Priest, he's actually an ordained minister. Because, you know, Christopher Priest... All right, let's go to the next person. He's getting some of that little side money there, a little I, I side mean, job in between. You no, know, there's, there's another guy who's who's getting that who's getting that side. He's he's the guy I respect for his hustle. Uh, the next guy, Dwayne McDuffie. Dwayne McDuffie's a legend, plain and simple. I mean, he's done so much for the world of comics, both behind the panel and, and uh, on the panel and on the screen. And he was the one who really founded Milestone Media, along with Priest and a few other comic book greats. And Milestone Media, obviously, minority owned and operated comic book company that focused on upper uh, underrepresent underrepresented minority characters and so um static icon <coughs> hardware were characters that mcduffie was directly behind um they all can be traced back to him but he did a lot more um especially with the big two he actually got to start in comics with marvel working on the title um damage control which i highly recommend reading check that out on marvel unlimited it's really just about the people who f clean up the messes that Marvel characters make after their big, you know, 
And they tried to make a show about it, and it and they messed it up. And they feel like I saw a TV show about that. Exactly. They did make a TV show about it. It Ended up being Mm. different by the time it came out. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Corbin. No, no, you're fine. It's fine. I would recommend just staying with the books that he did. It was really like just really funny. What books does Um, he have behind him? What what is on his board? He did some work with Justice League. Uh, obviously a lot with dam with um damage control. Uh, he was behind a lot of the uh, actual um, storylines to comics in terms of Batman Beyond and things of that nature. More he's more known, obviously, is what he did with Milestone. He you did know the pace he's making is let me get back to fucking work. It, yeah, I, I couldn't. I know I found some pretty serious pictures there, <laughs> but a lot of the work he did with Milestone with Static and then bringing them about, bringing them into. Um, the DC universe and the crossovers he did. That was more of his writing. A lot of that outside of comics, though, would have been on TV, where, of course, Static Shock, um, Justice League Unlimited, uh, Ben 10, which I wasn't aware of, but he wrote as well. Um, he also did the m- movies like Justice League Doom, which was um, an adaptation of um, the Justice League Tower of Babel storyline. So that was actually the last thing he did uh, before he passed away at 49. Uh, just a heart procedure went wrong. But he also did All-Star Superman. He wrote the script for that movie. And then what I really like about his work was writing the epilogue story in Justice League Unlimited that wrapped up Batman Beyond. And the way that he tied it all together and put a bow on that series uh, in the proper fashion. Because if you remember the last episode of Batman Beyond Season 3, that was just so weird. That's what I respect about him um, that I really liked. Fun fact. Not only does he have a master's degree in physics, which, wow, but he's also, or he was the half brother of um, Keegan Michael Key of Key and Peel. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you got so, guys that are on the show that do Detroit stuff, you know, we always love that. So, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right. On to the next one, bro. All right. Third guy, Brian Stelfreeze, which took me a minute there. Another guy with a legendary career. He's a penciler, he's a painter, he's an inker, he's a colorist. He's worked with basically every major comic book company. And like everyone, you can expect to see. Um, like his signature painted style. I would recommend, again, I don't have a number line for this, but just check out Shadow of the Bat. Um, again, early to mid-90s DC Batman line, especially with the Nightfall run uh, with Azrael and the way that he uh, rendered him, especially once he put on his increasingly chaotic costume. Those covers, to me, were especially striking, and Stelfreeze was behind that. Uh, but he also worked in the early to mid-90s on the Domino miniseries with Marvel, and he's worked with Wildstorm, Wildstorm imprint on the Matador series. So definitely check those out. Most recently, he's been doing uh, work, or he was doing work with uh, the Black Panther run with uh, Tenashahi Coates. I always butcher that name. Darn it. Anyway, him. Tenashi Coates. There you go. Boom. Once you got it, you were on point. Darn it. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. <laughs> when I was writing my script together, I was like, should I remind myself and put like the whole tad? No. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then here we are. I'm not going to do a phonic. Hey, don't worry about it. You can, uh, <laughs> hey, you can join the Star Wars show where I mispronounce everything. So. <laughs> hey, Marco, kindred spirit. I feel it. <laughs> All right. Next one, bro. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's Paris Cullens. Yeah. So Paris Cullens, he's been. Anyone read up? Oh. Got distracted. He's been an artist who worked with DC for a while. This is all the way back from when he was sending samples of his work to DC way, way back. Just, 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 I don't even know how long ago this was. 1976. Whole different world, y'all. Anyway, uh, he's most well known for his work on Blue Beetle, which he spent two years on, but he also created the character Blue Devil uh, with writers Gary Cohn and Dan Mishkin. And so he stuck with that through the end of its run. It was like a two year deal. I think it was 83 to 85, if I had to like call off the top of my head. 
pretty sure about that. Uh, in addition to his DC work, you all right there, bro? No, he's dying. Hey, man. I forgot I, how to mute. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just making sure. In addition to his DC work, Cullen's also branched out. He's worked much like our last guy with Marvel, with Acclaim Comics, Crusade Comics, Penthouse International, which used to be called Penthouse Comics, really interesting, and then Massive out. Comics Group. Exactly. When I wrote that, I was like, hmm. Penthouse, beep, beep, beep. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our net, our last that's, guy. This that's, is that's the Corbin trade. <laughs> Backing it up. Do we, we before go. you go to the next one? Go back yes. real quick and bring right. that one large. Bring that whole picture large of him. No, not just him. The actual picture. Yeah. I mean, I like the beard. If you're asking who he's drawing, I could Wonder Woman. No, no, but, oh, but that's, no, that the, is uh, right. the, the others. Now. Yeah, he's drawing Wonder Woman. But look at that sketch. That he's drawing on top of. Look at that motherfucker. That's detailed, yeah. man. That's a Dude, lot of work. See how many oh, people are in that? Like, it's, I just saw Billy Graham's soul. That's fire right there. But all right, that's. I just wanted to get a closer look at that. I, I thought that was pretty badass. No, it is. It is. It is. I'm glad Blue you Devil. put attention to detail there because I was like, oh, Blue Devil. Saw who he was. I knew he was working Blue Beetle. All right, boom. Billy Graham. It's the last one not to be confused with with the hallelujah evangelizer but billy graham was an artist uh best known for his work with marvel on luke cage and the black panther so he was actually part of the creative team that launched the original luke cage hero for hire for hire um title and he had inked the very first issue alongside john romita senior and george tusca and Adding to that, he either inked or printed every issue of the Luke Cage book under that original title, and he carried that all the way from that title to its first issue of his transition of what we more know as um, the popular Luke Cage Power Man. Uh, he did the first issue of that one as well. Grand then teamed up with Don McGregor, where they teamed, they they basically worked on Black Panther for three years. That was, and I have the issues for that, from issue six through 24. So the years 1973 to 1976, a lot of the Panthers rage, a lot of the rendering of Black Panther from um, the Jack Kirby kind of style into more of the modern Black Panther style that we kind of more or less associate with them now. There's been another shift from the 90s on, but you kind of get where I'm going in terms of 60s to more of what he is now. A lot of that was done with Graham, who really kind of grew up the Black Panther in that way. Uh, fun fact for Graham, not only was this guy drawing comics, now it's not James Baldwin. Interesting, though. Billy Graham, but I like it. Um, <laughs> but not only was he drawing comics, but he was also appearing as extras in both beer and gum commercials. And he wrote some plays. So this guy, this guy was making his money. He was in his bag while doing this work. So um Hey, did you finish good. that Black Panther that Luke Cage? Thing? Yeah, he's <laughs> no man, I got that beer commercial to go do. Be back at 15. I mean the guy, yeah. He was he was like a main character in this movie that like never was released, you know, like a pilot or whatever. Yeah, he was he was Matt trying to get <laughs> Yeah. He was trying to get it in. But um that's my uh black comic creator spotlight. I know how nice. to try to get it that, in too. That's way cool. It sounds like these a lot of these guys are still even though they started back, you know, late sixties, early seventies, it sounds like a lot of them are still you know yeah. the only one and, and putting mm -hmm. out good content and all that stuff. I didn't I thought some of them had already retired and uh, I, that's news to me. I, I Too bad a lot of them don't do the con circuit when the cons I, were going. Yeah, like, I don't remember yeah. ever seeing, you know. I met Christopher Priest. I, I met Christopher don't. Priest at a con. But I'm with you on the rest of that. Yeah. No, the only two that aren't, obviously, are McDuffie and Graham, and that's because, of course, they passed away. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, the others are still going on, even as recently as last year, you know, still doing work. Um, well, I mean, Priest up to this year. They're all still working with DC and Marvel. But what I liked about them was that 
you saw them obviously doing work with the big two. Um, three of the five that I mentioned had some ties with Milestone Comics um, and trying to branch that out as well. But these guys were working and just kind of pushing the collective culture of comics forward and not even looking at it as like, uh, I mean, yes, they happen to be. Priest himself was probably the more outspoken of race and comics by saying he didn't want to be looked at as a black comic creator. He's going to be looked at as a comic creator that just happened to be black. And what I liked about that is that of course, being who they were, even though they were trying to just let their work speak for itself, not only did that work speak for itself, but it spoke for them as people. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, me and Kyle talked about that they were able to give like a chance to kind of spotlight some of the work that they've done. But really, really neat folks, really neat work. Um, I mean, they should just be spotlighted yeah. as comic book creators and mm-hmm. artists. Why should it be singled out for something? Absolutely. I just want to say they did great work. Definitely. Keep hold a beat here, and let's say Corbin gone for a month, comes back spitting fire. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What a, what a presentation, that. man! That was. I feel like <laughs> we learned you, so much. Killing it, Corbin. Coming Thank back, you, ready to roll, guys. If you're having a great time and you feel like you just learned something, eighty-eight of you in the chat, let's hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Hit that bell notification if you're having a great time, so you know whenever. Us and everyone else on this channel goes live so you can get all of that great flip side content. Uh, again, fantastic job, Corbin. Just Thank coming you, out, spitting that straight fire. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So I think it's off to time to do some comic book reviews, right? Everybody Let's read their it. books this week. It's rotating part of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think the book we should start with is Venom. What do you think? Did everybody read Venom, or is it just me and Matt? Just you and Matt. It's just I y'all two. I have to catch up on Marvel. I made a calculated decision this week. Because Corbin only reads DC. You know that. He made a calculated listen, listen. decision. <laughs> <laughs> he, he only I mean, looks like, at Marvel picture hey, books. Hey, listen, listen. I said I was coming back. I didn't say I came back loaded. I had to make a business call. On these <laughs> I called in a couple favors. You know, I glance at him like like Solo Wookie said. I glance at him. I'll be buying them, you know, coming up here. Oh. So how is the Venom? Dude, yeah. Venom 33. After 33, man, I'm super bummed that Kate has only got two more issues left. This issue right here was... It, maybe it's a good thing that he's ending in two because right now he's on fire. Like... Kate is on fire with writing this issue right now. So why don't you start it off, Matt? Well, I mean, you are starting. You're going good. You you keep that fire going. You keep there that, you tra- that right. train on you're the halfway track. Halfway down the hill. You're a rolling yeah. stone. Keep going. Halfway there. Yeah. Going on a prayer. Go ahead, Matt. I was you're, driving, you. you're driving to the hole. You're going to pass that ball Just off. Just fucking start. <laughs> and a fumble. Yeah, I like the issue a lot. Um, I like the way that it it um, puts Dylan on display quite a bit, and you know, Spider Man gives him that whole speech at the beginning about how a little pep talk. Yeah, a little pep talk about how you know, basically, your dad has done bad things, people have done bad things, but this is your choice right now. Do you want to go out there and be a hero? No one's gonna blame you for being scared and wanting to stay in, or do you want to go out there and, and get dirty and take it to null and kick some ass and. Dylan pretty much says, I'm ready to hurt somebody. And that's pretty much what I, happens. I like it. As everybody is fighting, we got Eddie Brock, and we got a few select characters that are actually going into the hive. 
Yes, you get the return of Flash Thompson. Yep. Agent Venom Flash Thompson. And I like that they're they're going into the hive and they're they're go- they they don't think Noel knows he's there. They're there. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to do a surprise attack. And they're, you know, it's but you know, they're kind of right here. This is where they're kind of talking about who's gonna go do it. And Flash is kind of tell Eddie, Eddie is he needs to be the person that this is his turn. This is Flash's turn to go do this. Eddie, it's this is his symbiote. It's time to for him to kind of continue on, and this is kind of the end of the road for him, for Flash. In a in a way. So what they're going to do is is Flash decides that he's going to kind of lead the charge, and start fucking shit up, right, Matt? Correct. Yeah, he's going like to lead the, the charge and, and go into the hive. What were you going to say, Marco? Sorry. I like the Flash Thompson bit. I like that they break Agent Venom. And then coming up in the next panel, I thought it was really cool. Like the first part was okay, talky-talky, wordy-wordy, which is great. But then when they start getting into like the action portion of it and you get Flash sliding, go down one panel, please, if you could, or one change. We start, oh, yeah, that was cool. The Dylan <sighs> thing. Yeah. But Dylan's just like, fuck it. I'm showing my power. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking... I'm gonna start getting shit done. I like that he separated this uh, the symbiote from uh, oh, Captain America. Isn't that kind of a, a continuity error though? Because I, I believe I can't remember if it was King and Black <laughs> issue two or if it was last issue of Venom. Didn't he already blast Cap the the symbiote off Captain America and threw his shield back at him? Well, now he's got the shield, so I'm... yeah, and now he's holding the shield again. So look, this is what I'm saying is good about Marvel, though. Showing pages like this where it tells a story with all that art in it, it's really cool, and that you shorten you shut down, you know, you shorten the words that you're using in there. It really adds on to it. Like use the art. That's the point of comics, and I think throughout this, you know, they start off a little bit trying to over-explain stuff, and then they start getting mm-hmm. into these panels where it really started getting good. And I think the intensity you see in the faces, like it's just drawn so well, too. You know yes. what I mean? It is so it's an easy book to read. It looks really good. So I think that's the one thing about this this Kate's run that he's done so well with this character is he's taken this character and basically <sighs> redeemed him. This is this is Eddie Box redemption arc, mm-hmm. you know, where you kind of had that he was a bad guy, then anti-hero, good guy. Like you could never place the Venom symbiote specifically, but now he's kind of put Eddie Brock on this redemption arc and, and on this road to redemption. You see a lot of that here, and I think. That's you're gonna finally see him find his inner peace with everything that's happened to him by the time issue 200 rolls around and and Kate walks away from this character. Yeah, and they're finally doing it right. You know, I mean, that's the one thing. That's what when you're bringing up about what they're gonna do with Miles, it's like, man, why you start doing so much stuff that was the right way to do it? You know, they've tried to do the redemption before with Brock, and it hasn't worked. And this one's actually working. It uh, like it or hate the Carnival Barker stuff that Kate's does. I mean, look, it's his work. Of course, he should be proud of it. And of course, he should promote it. And you know what? If if people can play around with the market in other ways, why can't he? You know, he's creating the stuff. He should get paid for it. So I have no problems with that. But he, the thing, if he wasn't creating good work, then you could kill him for that. But he's actually producing something that's pretty darn good, man. Like, this is pretty darn good. It's pretty well, popular. It, it, everyone kills him because they say he can't end a story or an arc. And, and it sounds like he's really about to hit this one out of the park and really give it a solid end. I mean, from what it I think what's seems, good is he, he doesn't have to end it. He can just leave it and let somebody else carry it on. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to fall into that. 
he can put it at a place where it could just continue forward. And I, maybe that's what he's doing where there's, it, he's going to wrap a couple things up, but overall, if somebody just continues the story, he doesn't have to get blamed for a shitty ending. Yeah. I he, th- yeah. I think as long as Eddie Brock is in a place where you see some sort of redemption in him, he nailed the landing. It's done. Like, I think this landing pad is so big on this one. He can't miss it. Yeah. He just, he doesn't have to end the story. He just has to end the arc. That's all yep. he has to do. And that I think is maybe, maybe that's his key. Maybe the key is they've been trying to make him end stories and that's just not his style. He just can't do it. So maybe just doing arcs and that's why they gave him so many minis. And that's, you know, that, that goes tones back to like some stuff. I, I always am saying like, bring these new guys in, even though he's not that new, but bring them in to find out the way and do minis like they used to in the like seventies and eighties where they'd have the half in the back of the book or something to that effect. It's not a bad idea. And when you saw him doing those minis where he did the mini run on uh, Guardians, he did it with uh, Doctor Strange Domination, right? He did That was really just a mini. Um, and now you're seeing that he's kind of in on it. This Maybe it worked. I mean, cross your fingers. Hope Because one of these two companies have to have something that works. Um, so, <laughs> well, I think Dylan, Dylan is clearly the future of this, of this character. So, you know, it, it's clear. I think it's clear that Dylan's going to carry on the mantle of Venom in stories to come so yeah all he has to do is just get into that spot where he can hand it off and be like all right eddie brock's story's done here you go i'm handing it over to you to continue with dylan here's a it's clear it's clean it's clear you can write, do whatever you want this you know clean handoff clean transition you're not picking up a character right in someone else's messy story like a lot of these guys do so yeah it's good keep going where's the sliding yeah. down with the grenade i like when when uh agent venom tries to breach the do we already pass that where he breaches the uh, uh not here it's coming yeah he's like all right i got this thumbs up yep like they're talking he's like what about he's like you know what this is my mission i'm gonna do it you need to stay i'm gonna go take care of it and that's what i was kind of explaining before where he's yeah. kind of like this is my thing let you know there you go yep let me just take See, there's it, a couple too it. many pages maybe there but it was kind of cool <laughs> and honestly if you're gonna do oversized weapons and guns and pouches because I know we're going to get into our five worst covers, so everybody knows. Oversized pouches, you say? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, if you're gonna, this is how you do oversized guns and pouches, man. Like, I I think the, the one thing that I have liked about Stedman and, uh, and Kate's on this run is they kind of play off a lot of the Marvel tropes. And they might not be making fun of some things, but I think they kind of are at some of this. Like, I mean, this that gun, gun is probably, what, about <laughs> almost four and a half feet long? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but at least you know it looks like an M16 with a grenade launcher on it, on it instead of like a phaser gun on a Star Trek in Deadpool's hands. I'm just saying. No, well, yeah, you, I mean he put all the attachments on this a little bit. I think. I think hey, man, much. if you're going in Noel's hive, you better come with all the attachments on it. Yeah, and some extra pockets to hold some more stuff for your gun. I mean, I probably, I probably would have went pockets. with the. Yeah, red dot reflex over the the sniper scope, but you know. What do yeah, you he did, he does have a four times on it. <laughs> yeah, rough. I'm just glad he's got knee pads because in case he's got to do a little bit of action on the knees, he's and he doesn't have a bump on the back. I'm surprised about that, but yeah, if he's yeah. got to lay carpet. He's set. He may have to do the knee slide, like the run and the knee slide. He's also and got there. It is, and see, paid off. Crotch right face. There. Crotch oh, face. there it is. Boom, I called it. Crotch face right there. Anytime yep. you get crotch face, you have to love have it. good knee pads. Yeah, I love it's... it. Bruce Willis. He comes through and he, 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 you know what I mean? He's setting a, he's blazing a path for others to follow. 
No, it's cool. And then, you know, he's got the spikes on the shoulder pads. I mean, I think they're playing it up a little bit. It's good. Mm -hmm. I really do. I mean, I think everybody enjoys it. And, you know, it's. And I like Stegman's work in the action shots. Like, he definitely detailed them. They're not phoned in. <coughs> they're not like what we saw in uh, Future State a few weeks ago and where nobody had no faces. faces. Halfway yeah. through the book, Jesus. <laughs> the Wonder Woman so. thing. Yeah, even I, I, that I, shot right here, of the close up and the detail on his face is, is just the artwork's awesome. It it has been through the whole series. Yeah, Ryan's been doing a really good job. So the covers have been outstanding too. They've had a lot of really really good covers on this run. Gets his arm ripped off and still chucks a grenade. Dude, you have to. That's that's when you let go of the grenade. The easiest is when your arm's ripped. And so I, that, that null picture right there is amazing too. I just wish I wish they would have used the shoulder spikes and you would have taken something and shoulder spike slammed it or something. Oh, dude, if it's the shoulder shoulder spike stab someone. Oh, that all right. Ah, uh, dude, like up against the wall. <coughs> yeah, dude, it would be nice. It would have been awesome. But yeah, so what they're doing is they're they're fighting him and they've they think they've separated Noel from the hive, so they they think that they've kind of knock Noel out and he doesn't really know what's going on inside the hive where everybody's connected. <coughs> and then Flash yeah. is kind of merging. Go go ahead. Yeah, he's getting a, a taken over by the mind and you know and like I was just saying he's he's being taken over and possessed by Noel they think but then he breaks free and he's free of Noel's that's such a badass picture man. That dry that that dragon dragon Fing yeah. Fing Foom, whatever agent agent Fing Fing Foom now or whatever that is. Dude, I hope that becomes its own series, Agent Fing Fing Foom. Yeah. That's such a good picture. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> now coming to you live from Marvel, Agent Fing Fing Foom. <laughs> yeah, so I mean so so now what they've realized now in here is that whatever they're going to do, they need to do it quick before while no, while they think Noel has no idea. And what they actually don't realize is that motherfucker's already one step ahead of him. Yep. The big reveal. He's there. He showed up. He's right behind him. Can't fuck with me. What's up to the shorts, though? God. I mean, seriously, the, the 90s gym shorts thing is good. He's in his undies. He's in his boxers. Yeah. <sighs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, let's not watch him do a crotch slide. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> might be part on his knees. Yeah. When when Noel ripped his symbiote, he literally knocked Eddie Brock out of his, his clothing when he hit the ground. Yep. He's just in his, his shorts, man. All right. I mean, hey, if I'm going to go fight... It's in my boxers. It's in, it's in my I, I am not. I am not going to take the time to get dressed before we fucking go through the red fucking vortex. I was. Okay. I always thought superheroes wore underoos, but apparently I am wrong. Agent Venom could have spared him some shoulder pads or something, man. He, he could just. Hey, man! Them. In one of my pouches, I got a whole other outfit. You want to wear yeah, it? Yeah, just he's got. It's like I got some clothes. I'm gonna take it to Goodwill in this pouch right here. Let me get them out for you. Just put them on, you know. Stan, Ryan's done a really good job too, though. I mean, like he makes the bad guy look bad like, oh, every yeah. single time. Whenever he just pops up, like if you go back up again and you see the hand just creep out and grab Brock by the back, like dude, man, like here it is again, like. 
okay, we saw Fing Fing Foom agent, and then it's like, because that's when you were expecting to see him, right? But then you didn't, and then all of a sudden the hand came out, grabbed Brock, Brock in the back of the neck, and you're like, oh, dude, sweet. Yeah, that's, why, is this, that's why does this feel so art. familiar? Because you can keep <laughs> using the same trope, man. Like, you're doing a good job, so go ahead and do it again. And look, I think has the face. if it works, why change it? I think he draws Noel the best out of anybody that's out of all the tie-ins and everyone that's drawn him. I think Stegman does the best Noel. And it, it changes a little bit every time too, which is cool. Yeah. Like now with the hair flowing, I mean, he does a really good job. Yeah. 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 I agree. So like, I think Eric Larson for Venom, you associate now that artist with that, <laughs> you know, with that rendition. And I like this cover for the, the pan, the, the penultimate. Yeah. We're walking away. Yep. That's solid. Man, what an image. That's, that's a hell yeah, of an that's, that's a deadly cover right there. That's that just one stick. Is, uh, Pretty. Good luck on your nine eight there with the infamous marble rub and <laughs> yeah. solid black cover. I mean, that one's wow. gonna, that one's gonna yeah. make so CGC the, a lot of money by, on my past experiences. Yes, everybody sir. is don't send this right away to get graded. Let them acknowledge the marvel rub before you send it in. Right, Marco? What's that? Yeah, yeah. So the, with the Marvel Rub, you you don't want to be the first to market with it because if you do, they'll downgrade it. So make sure if you go to the CGC boards though, and some of the other ones, some of the good places, they'll 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 tell you that it's happening and when to submit it in. This one, I don't think we're gonna have significant terrible Marvel Rubs. I think you're gonna see like that last Afro book. I think that there's gonna be a lot of people failing on that one, especially considering the different distributors that did it. There's different rub points, but if you can have like yes, there is. Yeah, and there it is. But if you even look at the, it's funny you bring up the Venom book because if you look at the Venom book, if you look at three, the first print, right? That's the white cover where you had no on it. There mm -hmm. actually is a uh, manufacturer defect that they originally in the first month didn't recognize. It's like a little orangish red mark on the. If you're looking at the book on the right side, like halfway down through the uh, the the cover, there's a little smudge mark almost. And people think it's it's a it's a print mark, but really, if after about a month or so, they figured it out at CGC, and now they start grading it as a nine eight. So you can actually get a nine eight on that. So if you see those on eBay still, some of the raw, I know people are avoiding them, but do know that there are they are grading that nine eight. This might be the same case here. Look, it's a solid book. It's a good book. It's a great cover. It's going to be hard to get even with the rubbing because you're going to have a lot of ticking because that's just what happens on black covers also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, if you want to sit on it, so we'll want to sell raw, sell raw. There's going to be a lot of orders though on it. I mean, there's not, I mean, this isn't going to be like the sought after. Yeah, no, I mean, like in the run. Was it 50? It's 50, right? They're doing a homage to 50. Well, do you see that book becoming like a, a Spider-Man 301 case where, because the Spider-Man 301, it's hard to get a 9-8 because of that all-white cover. Because of the cover. coral thing? No, I, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, maybe. But the, the bigger problem is that they have already, CGC, like I said, when you had the 301, that bottom boxing tick pull-off that where, where the page is ripped kind of towards the bottom, they have automatically, that's a 9-6. It just is. It's flat up a 9-6. Anybody who's graded that book knows that that's a 9-6 because that's just what they've been grading it for Matt years now. That. Well, Matt, yes, Matt. I do now. Yeah, learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I mean, I. I mean, you can press that book a hundred times. You're not pressing that out of it. And it's just something that they've put as a standard. So, like those type of little intricacies. Yeah, I'm using big words and messing them up today. There we go. Hey, we got the librarian back, so I'm trying to do it right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was that word again? Intricacies. Um. Anyways, if with those little things like you that, sometimes it. you get. So that's why you. That's why you might not want to go first to market with this book, is because if it does have. 
Now, if it's like, like I said, if it's not the Bartlett book, what was the other book? What was the other Afro book where there was different Marvel rubs in different places? That they typically don't let slide. You have to have, it has to be consistent. If the, if the defect is consistent in the book, which is why it takes usually about a month or so, because especially at this rate, how fast people are submitting everything on fast track. I mean, you, you're pushing out 100, 200 books like, you know, a couple weeks. So, so do you think what they do is after a while they notice it on every book? So they're like, okay, this must be. Yeah. I mean, like, you'll see. Like, well, well because, I wonder what's so how they figure it out. Like, or one day they just go, all right, fuck it. Like, I mean. So when they, you know, I mean, even though you don't get your notes or whatever, there's three people that do it. You get your original grader, your second grader, and then your quality control person. Your quality control person seeing this come through. And by the time your quality control person sees it come through on multiple occasions, they're noting that overall in the book. So when they have a checklist of that book, it comes up for them to look at certain stuff. And if you don't think that's true, okay. But they do have a checklist of certain books that they allow and they tell their graders when they're typing it in because it's all computer. Like when you were in there, they, they're typing in your book before and it automatically pulls up stuff to look for. Like, hey, there's a coupon in here. Make sure that you check, double check that page. And they have every person's recheck to make sure that the Marvel stamp's in there. Or, hey, this could have had a Mark Jewelers in it. Hey, you know, it has all those things when you pull it up. So it also has like, hey, look, at the bottom, if there's that boxing tear issue, just to let you know, red flag 9-6. You know, if, if it has, if it's a, a Thanos 13, the Albuquerque, just know in the back right corner that you're going to be able to have three marks and then they'll have a little picture of what it looks like so you i mean that's how most things when you're evaluating stuff for appraisals and stuff like that that's how most things work i assume well i know some of it is what they do i don't know exactly what it does because i've only witnessed them do it before i haven't actually dug into their computer to figure it out um i think they might arrest me for that but <laughs> you know what i mean so nah, you should give it a shot <laughs> you know what i did when i didn't have 10 kids and a wife i would have done it now i got these things called responsibilities so i can't, I can't be doing that anymore <laughs> all right what's what's my number three task for the get into cgc's computers to see what they're doing <laughs> cgc's <laughs> mainframe yeah. yeah no it doesn't it got too much to lose so i i picture marco looking like the dude in hackers where he's got the little eye thing right here yeah. He's right, got, yeah. he's, he's got know. the list in He's like, pick the guy? No. Or it's like know, the White old House man's voice where no. he's got like the, the glasses. That, it's got like, like six a, different settings that he can like really zoom in on it. Yeah. It's it's more like a, a, a cheap version of Ocean's Eleven where I accidentally <laughs> stumble into stuff all the time. and just like, yeah, this door's kind of shut. I'll walk in there and see what's going on. Yeah, there you go. Now that's what I'm picturing. Thanks, Joe. What is Joe picturing? Zoolander. Yeah, scene. Zoolander. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I use two thumbs. Too. I still type like this. All right, what else do we got besides? <laughs> is that the same wow. mark on that stealing from Wonder Bread and beating kids from Pokemon? Cards? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's he wasn't a kid. He wasn't a kid with the Pokemon thing. The guy, the guy was a grown up, by the way. No, he, he was like eight years old. You told us off air. You fucking tripped him. His mom wasn't around. <laughs> Meet me in the parking lot. Hi, punk. No, that that type of dude. I told some other stuff that I won't say on air about that dude, but he wasn't eight years old. <laughs> wasn't. But he should have known better. He's old enough. Um. All right. So but, what um, else do you get? So let's kind of stay in the Marco, like. Like like hacker stuff, hack the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that movie too. By the way, let's stay let's stay king and black. Let's talk real quick 
uh, Venom or Gwenom versus Carnage. Uh, I like the first <laughs> issue. Not, I don't know if I'm coming back for a third. Uh, this this whole issue was just pretty much Gwen and, and Mary Jane fighting. Let us um, know. Wait, hold on. Let us know, Dart, about that. We'd like to hear about your Spider-Man collection when you figure it all out. Keep oh, going. yes. Um, so, yeah, it's basically just Gwen and, and Carnage, a.k.a. Mary Jane, fighting. You find out the whole reason she let herself be taken over by Knowles because she's fighting jealous over of... a boy. No, they're fighting over because Mary Jane is jealous. She's supposed to be the lead singer. She's supposed to be the star, and Gwen got superpowers, and now it's all about her. So she pretty much let herself be taken over by Null. Um just and mean girls. get the yeah pretty much get the the carnage symbiote and the only real cool part about this book here is just kind ended. of scrolling through <laughs> quick i like the art here where she's kind of getting <laughs> yes that is. i don't understand the direction of the art with the mary jane carnage that kind of throws me off it's but all I like over this, the place yeah yeah this panel here where she's kind of crushing her head and trying to take her over that's that's pretty cool but, i don't know that looks like yours did you see that that's neat you're right last week that um Thinking about Wanda from WandaVision, the faces she was making. She was making all the porn faces. <laughs> no, I didn't. That middle square right there is definitely a porn <laughs> a face. A porn face? Yeah. And that definitely is a finishing off porn face, the third uh, one on the right. I mean, that looks like another happy ex- customer of the Corbin Train experience to me. <laughs> the expectation. <laughs> the expectation, the enjoyment, the conclusion. Oh. It is. Beep, beep. The, Corbin, the Corbin Train. <laughs> But she kind of falls into the same place, the same void in a way that that Eddie's in, and she uses her little uh, and beyond. Yeah, uses her little glider to fly around, and she gets met with null. Like, oh. come on, you go from segment oh. null to this null. I don't like that's that. A bummer one. of it. That's like, it's like the you know when you're outside walking around, you're getting the bootleg shit. Yeah, bootleg nulls. Get your bootleg nulls. Like when you go to a con and you think you're buying a complete oh set of X- God. <laughs> the animated series, <laughs> then you get bootleg DVDs instead. Why do you keep bringing that up? <laughs> as soon as Kyle, as soon as Kyle said bootleg, I knew Matt was gonna tie it back. In. <laughs> like, like, what's, what's this? What's this? Oh my God! I can't give those away for nothing now. And by Look, the way, if anybody wants some 1980s uh, bootleg Spider-Man, uh, you didn't get it from me. <laughs> Wow. I do have to say this artwork is it's definitely different. It's kind of a newer <laughs> style, different. Oh, so it's, being still, nice. it's still way better than faceless, you know, Wonder Woman half through crap. Not my Not, much. Not by much. I mean, look at the spider whatever this venom gl- Whatever this venom Gwen thing is is not 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 much. Not, no, no, I'm not saying it's it's you know Kirby esque wonder, but uh, oh Kirby has problems too. But he was doing 50 books at a time. You know, it's like, still better than I mean. Look, at least this old lady here has a face. Like Wonder Woman just dropped off. There wasn't anything. Nobody had a face. Like, it just ended. That's like, it. I'll give it. You know. I don't know, but at three, I give everything. So you think we just, they're drawing it? They're going, you know what? This is Kirby-esque. It's good enough. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they know should. they weren't Kyle. <laughs> you know, I see some shades of Kirby in this one. He would be proud. Okay. <laughs> now, they're probably the same editors who missed. They're just like passing it all off. They took a week off on these. But And then it rolls into pretty much um, Noel wants to know why he can't take over. Gwen of symbiote and she pretty much tells him it's from a different dimension. I'm from a different dimension and her powers stop 
her suit from taking her over and feeding off of her. And then he shows her why Mary Jane's so mad. And all if the that's really what he, they said to each other, I'm out. It is. Look is done for that's me. What, that's what she says to, to Mary Jane. It, she starts pleading with Mary Jane to take off the symbiote. It's killing her. I like that. It's that off she doesn't her. seem like she's much of a challenge. Go back up. Yeah, he just kind of like he's just like oh, I'm just like gonna pick you up by your ankle. Like, like that's the most excited I've ever seen anybody to be kicked in the chin. Yes, he is pretty. Stoked. I was waiting for. Got the big <laughs> smile. He's looking for it. He was trying to shake her change out of her pockets, make yep. a dollar. Kicking the chin. Now we have a real fight. Like, come on now. Wow, no. there you go. <laughs> Kicking the chin. Wow, that wasn't nice. Chain, I was just trying to get your change. <laughs> You're kind of mean. You are a mean girl. But yeah, he, I th- I agree. He basically with tosses comments. her out of the 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 web or the void or whatever they want to call it, back into reality where she's having her fight and she's pleading with Mary Jane to take off the symbiote and that it's killing her and that. The only reason that bitch, 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 bitch. Yeah, the only reason her symbiote isn't killing her is because her powers prevent it from from corrupting her. So we go back and up. I'm like what the fuck is this? Sorry for using go, the f word, but go back up. Now. I think you run on for that. A little bit more. What? The, what's That's that? Definitely That's another cool. porn face right there. Shit. What? Yeah, I don't, Marco. You guys need to stop. I used to just get laid more and stop watching so much porn. Look, hey, hey. I, I listen. I, I, I can't help you, man. You're when you have, when you have so much detail. <laughs> <laughs> you bought bootleg, wow. you're, you're bought bootleg <laughs> DVDs and stuff. Like I don't listen. I took a sabbatical to find my life. I'm back. My life has not been found. So I think you're right, Marco. <laughs> hey, one day when this is all is over with, you gotta come over to Detroit. We'll fix you up right quick. It'll take about a week and a half. Maybe eight days. You'll be good. You'll come back. You'll be like, "Woo, swinging!" All right, all right. Apparently, knocking kids out for Pokemon cards or whatever I do, I don't even know. Listen, it's a tough one. I get it. (laughs) All right. Hey, let's get into some of that DC. Marco Marco runs the the Meyer militia where he just hires little kids to go in there now and get cards and just stomp on people. Absolutely, I do. Yes, I do. If he asks you to go on the truck, just say no. Yep. It kind of reminds me the one time I we used to have Atomic Comics here in Arizona. We'd have Atomic Comics and they're samurai now, right? I think they just kind of went out of Atomic kind of just went out of business here. Just kind of faded. They kind of went into debt, and they it was just a long thing. But I remember I, I was it was over by the mall. I'd walk over to Atomic Comics, and like I went in there. Because Faust was the hot comic at the time. Do you guys remember Faust? Mm-hmm. Um, remember, it was very gory, and it was there was a lot of nudity in it. It was yeah. an eighteen and over book. Yeah. Well, I was I was like thirteen. Oh, bad. So I walked into Atomic Comics and I grabbed them and I put my books on the counter. And they're like, "Kid, you can't fucking buy these books." And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "You know, it's eighteen and over, whatever." So I'm standing outside. Hey, mister, you go buy me some comic books? Oh, I got money. <laughs> They're like, I just what? want to collect a run. <laughs> sure you do, kid. I really want to sure get these. <laughs> and I see a buddy of mine with his dad. They just walked out of the movies. And I'm like, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, come here. Will your dad go buy me some comic books? Here's the cash. <laughs> he was like, 
Dad, will you go buy up some comic books? And he's like, can't you go buy your own comic books? No, they won't let me. <laughs> so we walked in there. And he's like, all right. I said, they're right here. It's this one, this one, and this one. It's Faust. Here's the money. Just go. And he's like, all right. So he walked in there, and he bought them. He brought them out to me. They fucking banned me from Atomic Comics. <laughs> They banned a little kid from a comic book store. That's awesome, dude. That's good. Hey, maybe that's why they shut down one day without telling anybody about it. Yes. Hey, mister, will you go buy me some comic books? It's not booze. It's not cigarettes. It's the funny pages. Can you buy me some funny pages? Hey, mister, man. I I want these black and white pages with all these boobies on it and gore. Will you go buy it for me? Hey, so I think Matt's coming back in a minute, but let's start getting into some of that future state because I think people actually want to know about it. Matt, do we have what is future state next on the the slate here? Yeah, we can go uh, future state. What do you want to start with? Flash, Harley Quinn. I want to start with. Or... I actually, do you guys like Flash? Which one was your? Which one out of those? What was it? Flash, uh, Swamp, Wonder Woman, and what was the last one? It was Harley Quinn, Swamp, Harley. Bat, New Batman, Batman. Nobody. Which was your guys' favorite, by the way? I actually liked the Flash and the Swap. Those two were. I great. liked Flash too. I thought Flash Harley Harley Quinn's been been my jam. Okay, cool. Batman. We'll start with whichever one you got loaded up. Let's get into. So, it. so you read Flash, Marco? Let's start with Flash then. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, Flash. Screen share coming up. All right. Cool. So first. Flash is pretty. It was the first issue. If you guys remember us talking about it, it was very convoluted it was very all over the place it was very hard to follow and it really i was very as a flash fan i was very very unsure of this run and i was kind of bummed about it but issue two came out and it actually revived the finally flash is good again like i was so bummed out that they were gonna flash was awesome when you know, for reborn, and then they were gonna fuck kill it with this, but they actually, yeah, they actually came back and they they must have realized the garbage that they did the first time, the first issue, and they really came back with this one. The, so this is where I almost gave up because they wrote a novel for the first two panels. Yeah, it was, that's, it was that's a what lot. Does it read easy? Because it looks awful, damn wordy right here. Once it gets going, it actually once it gets going, easy. it's really good. Yeah, they really had to kind of get you up to speed <laughs> no pun intended that's what um, i was kind of saying it would have been nice if they would have turned this into a four-part mini because all this here and if you keep going down a little bit matt like mm-hmm. if all this starting out point which is all this stuff going on and keeps going and keeps going, keeps going they could have explained it a little better you could have used art to explain it and that would have been a whole issue you could have had a whole issue lead and set up to this first part right here this could and then after this it could have been the third book when he starts getting going um mm-hmm. which is what i thought would have been nice but what do I know? I only read funny books. <laughs> I like the funny. But pages. where this actually starts off is is so Barry has no powers. He has no flash powers. He's not. He's just a regular ass dude who's smart, and that's it. So what he's done is he's taking all the villains that he's battled and all of the weapons that he has Stolen. confiscated and taken. <laughs> yet. He's actually re-engineering them and figuring out how they work, and he's making them work for him. Hmm. 
See, I found this confusing too. Like it, that part was all right, but as you see, like that's the top like quarter page panel or half page panel, and then they have all these like ten pages panels, and it's like, well, if you could, you, why didn't you just? So what they do is they go back after this. They're going back to the first issue, mm. and they're they're referencing a bunch of the first issue. Could flash dies, everything that's going on, and Wally being fucking crazy, and Wally just what is he gonna do with Wally? Scroll up a little bit. The other. Down, you went down. Okay. Up is in the pages. Go up. Keep go. Yeah, keep scrolling down. <laughs> Scroll down. The ring thing. I didn't get this. Okay, hold on. I didn't, what? What? What was? What was the whole point of the ring failing? Was it because if he downloaded it, then it wouldn't still be on the ring? Is that what it was? Kyle. So I think without his powers, he's uploading there, so everything is. He still has a copy of it, no matter what happens. Yeah, but if you go down, it says that the transmission failed. So, like, it the transfer. Yeah, so it, I assume that the ring didn't download and send out anything. Is that correct? See, that's why I'm saying they they, they should have yeah, done a little better it's job. Con, this beginning part was a little comfortable. Well, is that his ring or is that? Um, yeah, that's his ring. It's his ring. It's the flash ring. But he somehow has it back on him too, which was. Doesn't that reverse flash's ring? No. There's no Keep reverse going. flash talk in here. Keep going. Yeah. Isn't that just where he holds a super suit? So what he's doing right now, it is, but he's actually they've actually explained where it's it's a thing. Um what he's doing now is he's taking all of the tech from all of the villains and he's like I said, he's I call this iron flash. Yeah. Because what he's done is taking all the tech and he's and he's mounting it to him so that he has since he doesn't has speed, he's got Weapons. Why does everyone want to copy my look? God damn it, dude! There's a. I swear Easy to God, play for you when comms come back. I swear, <laughs> Solo coming up. I sent Matt a, a pic of it and I said, "Look, it's fucking Solo." So I'll show you when we get to it. Um, I'm telling you, you got the DC Future State Corner market cornered. So what he's doing now is he's, he's cosplay it. He's going after Flash. He's going after Wally. Wally's fucking crazy, and he knows there's something that's taken over Wally, and he thinks Wally's giving me giving him these clues. Well, it's the Phantom thing, right? Yeah, Have, it's like the the Horseman of the Apocalypse, um, and you know that from the first one or whatever. But yeah, keep going. Hope is power. That's great. That's actually great art too. I thought that that's what kept me into it was like the art was actually kind of good, and then to see all the, like you know you had the boomerang stuff, stuff that you would know even if you're a casual reader of Flash. Mm -hmm. You would know that these were some of the bad guys, and for something was going on, and it was pretty cool. Keep going now. You can keep scrolling. We'll get into the action part. Yeah. So he's like, "I'm going after Wally," and that with that 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 from the first issue, you know that that hat was so that it was a communication tool, and it helps him communicate <laughs> and bring things in. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> He's yeah, Joe's correct. You can raid the kitchen yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. That. You can raid the kitchen section at Goodwill to nail the costume of uh, so here. right here. He's got he finds Wally, man. He's got a proton pack on. He's gonna <laughs> bust some ghosts. It's fucking it's on. It, I mean it, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, but look, does that not look like a proton pack on his back? I mean <laughs> I didn't think that until you said it. As soon as you said it, I mean, you are spot on. It, it's he a is. goddamn proton pack. <laughs> it is, but then once again, they have they've got um, not Barry, the other one, the old Wally. One. Wally, they got Wally over 
I mean, once again, like 13 word bubbles for one page here. You, yes. You hey, he's nice got a lot to say. He's a chatty yeah. Kathy. Oh, well, he keeps so, going. He looks evil had, there, too. Yeah, cool. and they start to fight. And it's actually a, a Wally clone going out. It's fucking Barry has fucking. Well, I thought this was kind of cool. So, so Barry gets this gets this Wally and like traps him and has all this stuff going on. And it turns out that it's a clone. Yes, but, but Barry knew it was a clone, right? Or he didn't? I didn't understand. He did that. not know it was, he a did not know it was a clone because if you scroll up, he didn't know it was a clone. Scroll down, scroll down. He God damn down. it! He up. When I mean up, that means the pages go up. Oh, I'll scroll down. Just say scroll down. I'll always say scroll. Keep up. scrolling down. Keep scrolling. Keep down. scrolling up. <laughs> so he gets him with the boomerang. He, he he thinks he's got him. He uses some. I do. Uh, I love this. The cutting right off here. the legs, dude. He he shoots what a rainbow. Cuts that? fucking Wally's legs off, man. Fuck your reading rainbow. I'm gonna cut your legs off with it. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. And he's he feels bad about it, and then it's actually that's when you actually figure out that it's a clone. Ha ha ha! I fucking tricked you. And if you keep going, but you think like, oh crap, here it comes now. Barry's gonna get his. You know, you think that Wally's gonna win, but Barry and all his tech keep keeps going down. Barry and all his tech. <laughs> he hits him with a flute. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's he's using all the bad guys like best Dude, weapons. Against yeah, and then he's like he's got after charges up the proton pack. Yeah, he even uses a duplicator movie. against them. So then there's all these old man solo Wookiee flashes coming out and stuff like that. Where is the fucking the perfect one? Key going somewhere around here is the perfect one that's that's fucking perfect solo Wookiee. He must be handsome. He sounds delicious. Oh, <laughs> oh so, no, yeah, what's yeah. going on? That's what I'm saying. So what happens is 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 this? There's this like thing that's um, possessing Wally. Yeah. And what it's actually doing is it actually wants Barry and it's actually feeding off of Barry's want and desire to always like prevail. It's a good twist on fam famine, the, you know, the apocalyptic thing. It's, it really is. Cause instead of, you know, like usually that feeds on just like the life force of people or whatever. And you thought that's the way it was going. And it was kind of a twist that fathom that famine is actually feeding on, on like lost hope, <sighs> which was yep. really kind of cool. It really was a kind of cool way to do it. So, so he kind of turns, scroll down. On this, I'm going. I'm looking for the panel. Oh, it's okay. We can skip where the the solo Wookiee panel. It's this. It's this one right here, Cal. It's that one right there. There's solo Wookiee. I actually cropped it real tight and sent it to Matt. I said, "Holy fuck! Look at that! It's solo Wookiee." Perfect cosplay. But he actually like sucks and the life out of Barry and turns him like into like a spirit, so that he could torment him forever. Yeah, and that's where it came to, and that's where I was saying like this is pretty cool now. So like this should have been its own book portion here where he gets into yeah because he goes in and... this he goes in this long explanation why he's doing what he's doing. So if you guys pick up this book, it's a it's it's very long explanation. He like really explains it. It so makes it has, sense. It does have it does. has some continuity to the book. With that being said, they should have just made it into its own. Like this portion right here should have made it so far. Yeah, they, they they smashed a lot of shit into this issue. Now, is this one of the two book runs? This is on end oh, yeah. two. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll this, show you at the end now. We'll show you at the end. So what ends up happening is he's actually like they've taken he's taken Barry's life force, and it's like 
and stripped it from his body and like he's like just like a ghost type now. Yeah. Wait, so he, you mean Wally? Barry took Wally's life force? No, no, it's Wally Wally took Barry's oh. life. The, the 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 whatever entity is in yeah. Wally famine. came famine. out famine. and famine okay. and took Barry's like he's because he wasn't there for Wally was kind of like uh it wasn't yeah, even was really like mattered. The, the matter wasn't Wally, it, the whole intention was Barry. Yeah. The and whole thing. Was, Wally was just there. Because he knew that using Wally would bring Barry to him. Hope. It would bring him hope. That was the thing. Yeah. He wanted because if he could get the hope, then he could draw off that hope. It was kind of a weird switch on how fam famine works. It, you know, like famine's the hunger for usually it's like food or crops or something like that. They did this one on it was the hunger for hope. And it was really cool how they did it and switched around. Like, sure, that's an old character that's been told back a thousand times, like just a thousand times. But they did a great job on it. The ending to this book, though, also was very surprising, and I, that's yeah. why I brought up the book. So, so are they, well, are they trying to make him like all four horsemen of the apocalypse in one entity in one no, one he, person? He's, no, he's just famine. They just switched yeah. around how they do okay. it. Okay. Well, because he's talking about war, pestilence, famine, and deaths, and they're all within me. So that's <laughs> what I was wondering. Well, yeah, because I think he was saying, yeah, I think he was saying that because that after that, that's how he explained how he was using hope. Because he thought it was, you know, like, well, I already have the four in me. Because that's what he explains. He's like, Barry, you're always going to try to prevail. You're always going to try to win. You're always going to. So if I'm going to put you in a state that you're always going to want to do this, but I'm always going to be able to drain this from you. Yeah, because that's what I feed off of. Yes. And so what happens is he strips him from his body and he's like a ghost. And it seems like it's Wally, but it's really the famine character. It's, yes. If you go. If you go to the end, though, then you get that right there. There you go. So what so happens is, is since they strip him from his body, it kind of disappears and the ring falls. And Psybeast <coughs> picks it up. Fucking Psybeast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, so he, he radios in and let him know. So whatever's happening now, it leads into Teen Titans. See, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, the ring still had the data in it because it didn't actually download. So that was your payoff. Like mm -hmm. when it said that it failed earlier, and then your payoff was that they had the ring. We do know that they found something there because if you read the old Teen, teen Titans, remember he said, yeah, Barry's gone, but we found some great information or whatever, and that just plays right this back into it. So it was done really well. They should have just extended it to four, got rid of some of the wordiness. The art was good in this book. It was an enjoyable read. It was just, you know, no. it was enjoyable. It, it was one of the better Future State books. It was a lot better than the first one. I'm glad I... I'm not one of those people that go forget it. The first one sucks, so I'm out. So it was really it. If you guys aren't haven't read it yet, it's really worth picking up. Yeah, it's cool. Next, Matt, we have drum roll, please. Let's go. That's Everyone's favorite. I know Corbin's ready. Corbin, that's, a, that's a motorboat, not a future state. Okay, listen, I saw, yeah, you, you said it solo. You said it. That, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, future state of the next Batman. Um, I mean, I'm gonna get my. But I love how well you say March, but we all know better. What? March all what? the Infinite Frontier stuff says March, but we all know better. Oh, right? oh yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Uh, the uh, infinite. I mean, okay, so <sighs> this is weird. I've had a really kind of love hate relationship with the future state Batman because on the one hand. I think that Laura Bragg has done an amazing job on the art so far. Uh, I've enjoyed it, particularly in this third issue as well. Uh, on the other hand, 
and maybe this is because of the limited series, maybe because um, Ridley thought he would have had more time to work with this and flesh it out, of course, until we hear about the spirit spinoff that is inevitable, because it feels so limiting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of an idea of Jace's motivations here um, as Batman of anything going on in the Fox family outside of these immediate situations. And that is, uh, it's not immersive to me as a, as a reader to try to get into the story, where this is basically tracing off, if you remember issue two, um, Batman had basically caught a murder in progress or stopped one just after it happened. But what he didn't realize is that it was a couple that were basically avenging uh, the loss of their daughter to this guy. So it was just a revenge play. Uh, in the midst of all of this, uh, they are hunted down by the magistrate. They had masked the magistrate and, and where they feel about mask. And so they're going to basically dispatch of all of them. And Batman at this point is like, hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to these these people need justice, but what they're about to receive from the magistrate is injustice. And so he then takes upon himself to get out of the situation and basically turn them over to authorities. And so what he does is he goes and calls not really the one person he can trust, because in this mysterious world right now, there's not really anyone that he can trust. But he's trying to make sure that these this couple safely gets to the GCPD. How does he do this? Uh, he does the only thing he knows. He uses a burner phone to get in contact with the one officer that the officer he thinks will do the right thing, and that's Detective Chubb in this story. And so what <laughs> I like what? Chubb. Oh, yeah. What I like about this story uh is that you kind of have this dialogue between Chubb and Batman. Chubb knows exactly who Batman is as soon as she gets the phone. Um she's definitely not a fan of the mask because they're, they're illegal, so she's not a fan of Batman at all, and she basically makes a joke where she's like, hey, surrender yourself in the jump. It'll make this easier for all of us, but she understands once Jace explains the situation, and she realizes that, yes, although the magistrate rules all, like, there is law and order, and that she is on the right side of that, that she wants to be on the right side of that, and so that's kind of where it's carrying on, um, and the relationship that they have is very similar to, I guess, if you are a big fan of, uh, 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 Batman and Gordon back and how they kind of started their uneasy alliance. You know, it starts on shaky ground and then it kind of builds up from there. Uh, for me, the artwork was wonderful, especially in this issue. I, I don't really know how I feel about the story. I feel like it's decent. Uh, the writing is is better than it was last issue for sure, I think, in terms of kind of feeling along like the prose and, 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 and how it's, you know, the dialogue is and how it flows as as a reader. But Again, I go back to my earlier point. I don't, I'm not invested. Uh, I, I don't really know what Jace's uh, motivations are. And at this point, I'm not going to lie and say that I care much. Um, but yeah, I mean, the hero of the story to me, Laura Braga, she did an amazing job on this art. I think a lot of it just pops. And I think in many cases, the illustrations make up for, or don't make up for the exposition, but they accentuate, accentuate it. So yeah, solid B. I, in general, I, again, I don't, it's weird. I guess this is kind of like looking at this book would almost have me looking at DC Future State as an initiative as a whole in terms of I see some good things here, but it's like they weren't really sure about, they didn't really back the product that they put forth. And you can tell because it's almost like they accidentally walk into some good ideas and then they don't want to like really step behind the plate and give it a full swing. They're doing these check swings. If you know baseball, I've don't really know a whole lot of it, but you just kind of stop short of the whole extension. That's what I think DC's doing. I would rather they just go 100%, you know, hit or miss, whatever the case may be. Um, Y'all know I've been right behind it no matter what, because that's what I do. But right now, I feel like they kind of went 
half. And I mean, that's what we got a half story. I feel like. So what's up uh, with the, what's up with the name change between from Jace to Tim? Like what, what's up with that? Him changing his name. Or we don't know. <sighs> no, I'm not. I'm not familiar in terms of, I just, I'm a, a lot of, it, like I said, motivation wise, I don't remember in this case, I don't think there was anything mentioned in that. Um, read this early this week and like looking <sighs> back, it's just for me, like, again, it's, it's a solid enough story. It's an improvement on the last one, but like we're three issues out of four. And what is the ultimate resolution? That's, well, that's I want to real quick. I know every, we, we've talked in length about Damian Wayne possibly being um, Red X. Anyone else after reading this issue start to get the feeling that he might be Peacekeeper one? I mean, it's possible. You know, it's funny. I hadn't even put on my whole deduction hat of like who it might be. I think that. I mean, then I'm taking what I already know of the character in this world. Okay, so why do you think he could be Peacekeeper? If I may just, turn that question just back. Just kind of this this whole like back and forth that uh, him and Stans have about that's not the real Batman. The real Batman is dead. The other Batman, the way I hear it, they caught up to him and he was worn down. He lose the will to fight. It's kind of just the way he's referencing him. And he's like... He's speaking like an authority on the issue. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to wear his cape like a blood-soaked robe. You know, and it just seems like... It, it just kind of gives me that feeling that there's a connection between, you know, he's got a connection wow. or he's got an issue with yeah with this Batman or with the, the idea of Batman. And you know, when you, yeah. I mean, that's the thing though. Like, I guess you're right. Like in that, that, that's a good point. Like, I would like to know what is the feeling in general about, I mean, okay, you kind of take care of a blanket statement, you know, mass vigilantes aren't allowed, period, fine. But, like, what do people think of this new Batman? Not just Jason, his immediate family, but, like, in general, you know, this, the Batman's rogues, I'm um, not rogues gallery, but the members of the Bat family, wherever they are, like, what are they looking at? If I can get some more context in terms of this world, make it more immersive on this future Batman and not just a new guy behind the mask and boom. Gonzo with a good point. Do you think it could be Jason? I mean, given I, what we know about Future State Gotham coming up, I don't. I don't either but, because you see him. If you read um, Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight, Future State's the Dark Knight issue too, Jason Todd has a backup story in that, that issue mm-hmm. where he's very much, they talked about it last week, he's very much working alongside Deathstroke's daughter and he's still using the Red Hood moniker. And the only reason he's able to wear a hood is because he's working for the magistrate now. So he's still very much in that red hood role, still trying to do his own thing. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's him. And it kind of makes me feel like the whole vendetta that peacekeeper one has against this Batman is like, he's, he's an imposter. He's a, he, he likes the fact that he killed the original Batman and he, you know, he's taken this imposter running around Gotham as like a slap in his face or a, a slap to his credibility, you know, and it just feels like there's there's just some kind of deeper connection between the mystique of Batman and Peacekeeper One than than we're being led to believe. You know what? You know what shy. I do. You know what I do like about it. It doesn't matter who it is. At least people are talking about that. Like, could it be sure. this? Could it be that? And you know that Jason Todd stuff worked because we're bringing him back up, which is kind of cool. That was a good book. And Batman's actually becoming relevant again, like an actual decent book. I know there's four Batman books out there, but still at least two or three of them are pretty good. That's all you can ask for. Honestly, you're right. Okay, with the what's, what's this? Do, do we think that we would uh, ever oh, see at Bruce the very Lane end? I'm sorry. At the very end, I, I, I forgot the story. No, at the very end, um, the couple uh, realized or, or mainly the husband, he's like, wait a second. Like I'm waiting for you. 
safely deliver me to the GCPD, you know, to protect me from the magistrate. But maybe if I kill you, the magistrate will like me. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to take my chance. I'm going to take out the Batman. And Batman wasn't expecting and also had gotten injured and needed them to help him. Um, so he was kind of caught unawares. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, let me just do that. Like, why am I waiting for you? Just ungrateful. And I hope he dies. <laughs> Sorry. Like that, yeah, I forgot about that. And you're right. Do I think Bruce Wayne would have to happen to him? No, because Bruce Wayne, and that's probably a knock, but I like that because it shows a difference between this new Batman and Bruce. Bruce was a lot more, I don't want to say mistrustful, but definitely measured in his approach. Uh, definitely a lot more cautious. And no, he would never let someone get the jump on him, especially just some random dude. Well, if he had superpowers, he also wouldn't have this happen to him either. But well, I mean, the, you know, because his name was Mood Knight, this would have never happened. Never. never I mean, listen, happened. listen. We don't know that. We don't. I mean, we do. We do. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Mark, I think this guy wouldn't have a face. Just has the Bushmaster. He yeah. probably would. He probably would yeah. never let him get to the match. Then again, though, you have to look at it. Like he probably would never have turned him over to the match. He would have just killed him himself. So, yeah. like, shout out to Batman for doing the right thing, truth, justice in the in the Dark Knight's way. All right. Shout out to Moon Knight for being a superhero. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm done with you, dog. I didn't miss this. <laughs> oh, man. All right, All right what's, what's next? next? What do we yeah, got there next? we go. We just said, what's next? <laughs> what do you guys want? Do you want to do I'm, uh, I'm cover Swamp hot. Thing? Oh, I forgot about yeah. Dude, I, I couldn't get through Swamp Thing, dude. I was like, fuck, uh, this is boring. Really? Yo, really? Fuck how plants fucking grow. Well, let's get your review then. It's boring and he doesn't want to know about plants. I no, go the, ahead. First, well, the first issue was really good. Maybe you know how sometimes you're just not in the mood to read a certain book. Yeah. I think when I was trying to read it, because I, I, I read a lot of my books at work when I have a few minutes of downtime or I need to get like, you know how I need to clear my head before my next task or I just, I just, I just need to take a 10 minute break. Go ahead, well, Marco. No, I think part of it too, though, is something we talked about before. Like some of these books, the writing was like overdone, but the art was so great. In this case, the art really was rough. I mean, it was some rough art. Dude, I must have read this page right here three times, and I was like, "Fuck!" Oh no, I read it once. Then what? Like that nightclub must be kicking in. Fuck it, I'm on to the next page. <laughs> that cover was dope. Yeah, but you get in there. Yeah, it's good. You get in there. And they do some of the old tropes that they've done with Constantine and Swamp Thing and some of the stuff before with the art. And you're like, okay, it is what it is. We'll just read the word bubbles. Can't um, be what it's not. All right. But it wasn't bad. I mean, I'd like to start going through, you know, he's got the family. This was kind of cool how they did. I thought they were going to go with the whole like, oh, it's the ozone. We're killing the ozone Swamp Thing and do that whole thing again. And they didn't. They actually used like a bad guy that was going to project something. It turned out pretty good. Keep going down if you could. Um, and then I thought they were going to do, you know, like the, you know, the Nazi type thing here, keep going down. And this actually turned out to be a pretty good surprise. Uh, he actually isn't just decaying. He tried to rebuild himself as part, like he tried to accept in the, the life force that Swamp Thing uses too, but he actually like rebuilt his in, internal parts with like, I don't know how that works. There's I don't exactly know how that's like going to work, rebuild. but like, yeah, took out his organs and tried to put in the Swamp Thing portions to keep going and he it's not accepting him so he was kind of ticked keep going ours bad man. i'd be it ticked really too what's that i'd be ticked too yeah i like how this dude's nose basically fell off in one panel <laughs> yeah yeah the art was really bad Fucking but the actual writing in the book was pretty good and then if you keep going down you could just skip through this art because it's bad i mean they're not gonna be able to tell what the stories about by looking at 
right here's where he yeah. starts going like we're gonna get the people against them so the people outside are like listen something's going on in here and it's really killing us we got to go attack and swamp things little made family like he made this girl and these people and they're going to attack too so they're all going to attack this big industrial thing and you're like okay here we go we're gonna hug a tree in a little bit but it gets a little brutal oh, the they kill some of the guards um and then he gets inside keep going yeah he does that was kind of cool but then this guy throws so you see that the whole bad guy in this was trying to he's just jealous of swamp thing he really just wanted to be swamp thing he didn't accept that the life force wasn't accepting him he's really mad about it this actually was pretty good here they changed it up where they started doing some of the fighting and the art was a little the bit style looks a little yeah, yeah. A little upgrade you could tell as the story went on keep going you can go a little right. Go ahead. Is, that um, is that say Kafum? Yeah, it does say Kafum. <laughs> yeah. So then they do a blow up thing. And then Swamp Thing goes like, hey, listen, you all are living in this factory and you're like killing all the people. He talks a lot about how it's his job to take care of humanity. And that's the one thing this guy never forgot. And this guy said, well, I this is all planned. I knew you were going to use the plant that we were feeding ourselves with to kill all the other people. I knew this was all going to happen. And pretty much, oh, here comes my master plan. And his master plan, he was calling him out saying, like, you almost destroyed all humanity, too. Why isn't this thing accepting me? Like I said, DC's wordy. It is what it is. Keep going. Is this He's villain's name Monsanto? Mm, I don't know. Let's be honest with you. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> Who cares? Keep going towards the end. Man, we can skip through this. This is So then the parts that get good is towards the end, he Swap Thing pretty much is like, I've given I'm all here for humanity. So he he actually has his beings, the woman and the kid, go like, What about us? We've been with you this whole time. What are why are you just gonna give up on what us? About she, me? Yeah, she's really mad. Kid. He's like, You gotta take care right. of all these humans because the factory is gonna turn the world dark. So it is kind of like the end of the world apocalypse thing. He's like, Yeah, sorry. It's my goal wasn't to keep you guys alive or myself alive. It's to use my body to keep all the humans alive or whatever. Anybody who the hope because he's saying like they're flawed, but they can be better. They have more potential. We're already perfect almost. They have more like potential. Solo. Yeah, we have more potential to be better, so we will be better. So then um, he ends up if you go all the way to the end, he absorbs his child creation and his woman creation type thing, wow. and then becomes the all life tree pretty much at the end. That's how humanity lives there. It's kind of touching, I guess. I mean, that's, that's how I am in this podcast. Yeah, there he is. He's coming to the life tree. <laughs> he gets up there to bring in, it keeps the people warm, but then he, he even talks about how See? he dies at that's one point. I do. And he, it's just his like husk and that he hopes the people will survive. And then they get cool sunglasses at the end of the story. It was pretty good. Shouldn't everybody? Yeah, cool sunglasses. There oh, they become Cyclops at the end. Yeah, Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> they get to watch their uh, their eclipse glasses. They got their spiffy eclipse glasses. So what? They're growing uh, weed uh, now, or what? Clearly, that's data. Once again, data. this is another book that if they would have split it up into three or four books, I think it would have worked better. Because that, as Kyle you know, said, it's tough to read through that book and just be like, okay, the art sucks, and then we got to chug down all this verbiage. You know what I mean? I like that my wife gets a, her own page at the end of the book. Nubia. Yep. But. That's you know what I 100% agree with you, Marco. It's, I think that is the biggest problem with these future state books, is they they're cramming too much shit in there. Yeah, they just don't focus on the good. You know, if they have good yeah. artwork, then they threw too much stuff. Even with that, it was a good storyline, but you're going to get bored halfway through because the art's not going to keep your eye on it. And then you have, 
you know, each panel's got so much shit in it. Man. Yeah, it's it's too much. Are you trying to cover up the crappy art with word bubbles? Because you're not doing that. That's not working either. So it is inconsistent. I will say that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. yeah like I said, but the the issue one of Swamp Thing was was badass. It was it was it was very well written. It, it was very everything was really good about it. And this one, I think. I just think there's yeah I think they're bombarding us with too much stuff. Yeah, I think if they play if they were if how they were rating the plant if they took that and made it its own book like there's one comic like issue three was them just rating the plant they showed more action you could see like the swamp family doing what they're doing and like how it's going down and just the regular people with their pickets or whatever they're swamp using vision. Yeah, yeah, do something like that. Like I think that would have played a lot better and I think it would have made the story progress and then you can I use agree. crazy you can use crazy doctor guy talking about himself and work a little bit hard into him and it would have played well but they chose not to go that route obviously all right what other, let's do harley quinn harley yeah let's quinn. go harley quinn i think harley quinn is the unexpected surprise of this all of this state. future state i agree 100%. this is this is the surprise run that I didn't think I was actually going to enjoy. I thought I was just going to have to muscle through it to review it. And then I'm actually finding out that this is the book that I'm enjoying the most. It is my unexpected surprise. Yeah. I, so I love the art in this book is kind of wonky and I, I like, like it. Yeah. I think it works, but Ooh. the color scheme, the color scheme pops so well in this book. I think they just, I don't know. There's just, yeah, this book is, this book was done really well. I like the detail for the light reflection too. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. You know what yes. I mean? That's kind of cool. I've never seen lens flare on a panel of a comic book before. Dude, they must've been watching one of the Star Trek movies or something. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. J.J. Abrams. They must have yeah. J.J. Abrams on this thing. You know what? This comic book is missing. Lens Star flare. Star Trek. But it's actually good. It's actually like Harley Quinn. Like you've kind of gone through the book, but it's you know Crane doesn't want to put on his mask and be Scarecrow. And what they've realized is is go ahead and intro this beginning, and then I'll pick up on it. So I mean, pretty much what this book is is you got to remember from the issue last issue, Harley Quinn has been basically hired by crane scarecrow and the magistrate to be her own suicide squad they want her to be her own suicide squad and they're they're playing off harley and they you kind of forget in this whole aspect of harley quinn that you, you've got that goofy character but she's also very intelligent and she's very smart and they but kind she of knows the ins and outs of every right, villain, of villain and how they work and yeah and so crane wants her to go after black mask and that's kind of what is is leading up here is is Black Mask is attacking this dude at dinner. He poisons him, and but what, but he's poisoning him for a reason. He's poisoning right. him because he's taking Black Mask's money and he's filtering it, right? And he's kind of taking it all. And he's not really Black Mask isn't really getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of punishing him for it. So the the first couple of panels of this book is just the opening scene setting the stage inside, and then it cuts to basically Harley and crane looking over the, the crime scene. And I liked it. Harley, like crane takes it as like, 
He's a forensic scientist. He's going through it. And Harley's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to tramp through. I'm going to look yeah. at this shit. I'm going to fucking point out what I need to point out. But you and you can really see in these panels right here, you can um you can really see uh, how smart Harley is and when she's actually like bantering back and forth and trying to trying to describe what's going on. You actually see her intellect. That's that's kind of where I'm at as well. You're right. Like the way that Stephanie Phillips wrote Harley. Usually, you know, the wackiness that kind of back and forth fine, but also being smart like the character should be. And if you look in the past, the intelligence has almost been played off as like almost like an accident when it comes into play, right? Or something that's just whatever, like just a joke. And in this case, I think it's handled in a balanced way that really comes through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Matt. And she's kind of hinting at him this whole time that like, Rome, you know, that he needs to become Scarecrow again. And she's trying to, to get him. But there's to a reason the why. Right. Yeah. So Black Mask has a mask complex. Mm-hmm. So he's, they're saying like if he puts his mask back on, it's actually going to draw it out to where he has a complex against that, and it's actually going to work in their favor for him to be Scarecrow. I like that. And the guy's anything but dead weight, and she high fives his dead body. Mm-hmm. Well, the art's good. But, yes. So keep going. So like. But like she, she's so smart, and like she picks up that, you know, she's saying these, he must be mass producing these masks because I know when we, you know the Joker when I was with the Joker and he was buying masks and we were buying masks for the Joker gang that it was costing a lot of money. So he's having, he's actually doing it from somewhere where he can mass produce these masks, and she even goes into like all that. I thought that was a joke. I don't know, but she. Like, I, I it, took that. Just, I took that as a joke. She's kind of just breaking that like all down well I, I think it was but i just like that she she went into that all that you know and even kind of talk about it. and i like how this kind of looks like the the batman robot from new 52 the uh, jim gordon jim gordon's bat suit but yeah so what ends up happening is like she actually like she gets into crane's head and crane's like you know what you're right i have to put on the mask. I have to be Scarecrow again. The only reason that this is going to work and I'm going to get to where I need to get to and we're going to capture Black Mask is if I become Scarecrow. So that's what he's doing. He's actually sitting there. He's contemplating. He's, he's going back and forth about if he should. And he actually realizes that he needs to be Scarecrow again. He's going to have to put it on. He's going to have to just do it. And it, he doesn't like the idea and he's pissed about it, but he knows it's just what has to be done. So, so I take it he puts on the mask, right? Yes. He puts on the mask. Let's see he on. goes and he fights Black Mask. Yeah. He starts releasing his fear toxin. That's cool. That looks good. Dude, there's just one panel in here Crazy. where it's cool. it's it's just it's not you know like I'm a I'm a scarecrow fan. Like I think he's such a badass character. Mm-hmm. And just every and then oh, when and right here, man, where he's he's releasing his fear toxin, you could tell he's back in his like he feels it. He's back. He knows Scarecrow. I'm back. I'm loving it. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I know this feels good. 
and I just I don't know like this whole that panel up there is just kick ass. Yeah, there again they like they won with the artwork, right? Look at how yeah, many like, words is in there. What's that? One, two, three, four, five words. Yep, he's Hold like that whole panel up. He says, "What terrors do you see?" Because he's released his fear toxin all around, and he and you know and like this is what I like I said this is what I got from this one panel was. It's it. This is it. He's yeah. feeling it. He loves being Scarecrow again. This is. They need to do more of this. This is exactly what they need to do more. Scroll down a little bit more, please, Matt. That's it. Like great color, great art, five yeah. words, and then it goes into some action scenes. And it's you know one bubble per per panel. Yeah, and it's flowing, and they're battling, they're fighting. Harley Quinn's like fuck this shit, and he fucking just smacks yeah. Black Mask. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Scarecrow's after it. It's just yeah. Here we go again. This and this is this. They let the art do in the talking here. Keep going down, man. Well, like I like how he loses his mask and Harley puts it on. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Through. That's cool. Make it stop. Yeah, perfect. This is good. And no, then, this is, is this is this done too? Then at the end of this, is this like this? This Harley Quinn now is done. Also, or is there going to be a third Harley Quinn? So Harley Quinn's done after issue two, so and it he, rolls into it, everything's her. done. Yeah, he like she comments that the 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 fucking the mask stinks. She's taking it. She's walking with it, and she just says, "You know what? Fuck this shit!" And she tosses it behind her. And he throws, and she throws it in the garbage. But she does have her own number one relaunching in with Infinite Frontier. So, and what happened to what happened to Scarecrow? He's dead, or no? He gets arrested. Oh, yep. Gets arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Fair enough. Yeah, so it, it's actually a really good issue. It's actually—I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is my that was my surprise book of Future State. I, I've never been a super huge Harley Quinn reader. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she's always a part of it. She's a she's a kind of a cool character, but that was my surprise. Like, yes, I'm glad I'm that I, I glad that I read it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition here real quick from away from future state and go to a little bit of Marvel stuff. Uh the big one that came out this week for me, one of the big ones for Marvel Wise, uh is Avengers 42. Um let me share my screen here as this is still scrolling. Why are you still scrolling? There we go. Uh Avengers 42. Basically, I'll quick run through this book. Basically, what's going on is the Phoenix Force is looking for a new host. Before so- you get started, I want to say something. Do you remember a few years ago when everybody bitched about Marvel art? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they must. Cream. They must have fucking listened to us, all of us Marvel fans and all of us Marvel readers, when we bitched and bitched and bitched that their art sucks. Yeah. And it seems like that's what they had doing a few years ago was Marvel was using like the interns or whatever they were using, and that seems like what DC is doing now. And it seems like Marvel has their art on point right now. Yeah, they really do. That was just my go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, even in this book, this is a good book for it too, because I read this book too. And like it is a little wordy, I'll give it that, but like the actual action in it, even this first part with Nomar, was good, man. It was it's good. Night and day. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. So DC, if you're listening to this show. Well, I mean, you can. Well, between the two companies, who has the better art? Like, what would you think? Like, it's art, tough, uh, right? Marvel. Right now, Marvel. Marvel is killing it with whoa. art. It's not even close, dude. Yeah, as Marvel. a DC fan, <laughs> is, is, DC is ninety percent what I read. I'm gonna Why say that everything that I read, Marvel is fucking on point with art. Not even close. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you. Okay, I thought maybe we have a some dialogue there, but okay. Image and boom. But basically, this this story <laughs> size, right? still concedes the 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 competition between heroes to be the new wielder of the Phoenix. Did you say still conceives or still can see? No, it. I thought he said conceives, but I knew he, he meant did. Conceives, he did. What is he conceiving? Uh, the Phoenix Force. Oh, ooh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, I see you, Matt. Clean up hitter over here. Yep. So Brian, all he could respond with was a dot. He must be so enthralled with us that he even, <laughs> he doesn't even know what to take. Um, but it, it's still the competition to see who's going to be the new host of the Phoenix. Holy fuck, it's wordy. Yes, it is. Um, nice Shing Chi right there. The Eric, big thing to Eric take away it right here. DC has some fire B stock covers, but Marvel <laughs> kills. Yep, you're 100 right. The the big thing to take fair away enough, from this book enough. though comes at the the end. Everybody's we get in this kind of a new too. we get kind of a new origin for Thor. And you find out that uh you know old Phoenix and uh Odin had a little get down. Good for them. And thanks to that get down, Thor was born. Whoops. And they're hinting that Thor is the not only Odin's son. And a god is, of thunder, is but this he's the also book where you see the where you see the fur. Yeah, yes, right here. Yes, that's, he's also the son. No, of the that's not it. That's not the panel. Yeah, it is. is. It? That's the one I sent you. It's just you see more Someone of it now where you see the fur. Oh, so the, picture, the picture Matt sent me of this. It, it was like, like this. He, yeah, and you're like the carpet matches the drapes. Yeah, I said the carpet matches the drapes. But now that I see it's a whole loincloth, now I'm bummed out. But yeah, I like that they're just showing the 70s muff. I've come to tell you everything, my son. So we're getting another origin or another change in Thor. Another reset. I just wish they'd stop with the Phoenix Force, too. I mean, how many times are they going to try to make that one work? They're going to do it about six more times. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't worked but, So if my thing here is if Thor is the son of the Phoenix and the son of Odin, and he becomes the rightful wielder of the Phoenix Force, how OP is this dude? Yeah. You know, this Fair is like enough. more OP than Superman level. Now you're talking here. Like, and that's one of the reasons I don't like Superman is because he's so OP. But the, the rare green crystal that everyone can seem to find can, I don't know. We're not going to go there, but that's the big takeaway from this book was just the, the new addition to Thor's lineage and how he's apparently the son of the Phoenix and Odin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but great. Still a good read. It was going to be pissed. <laughs> but uh, let's, uh, Kyle. Let's go ahead and we've done Marvel. We've done DC. Let's move a little bit to some some indie books. I think this was the surprise hit of the week. It was. This is by far out of all the books I read this week. This was my favorite from Aftershock, Maniac of New York. It, you know one. what? What I like about this is there's a. It's very Friday the Thirteenth esque for me. It's like you could tell that was the vibe that was going through as I think as this person was writing this book. Did you have to have your friend's dad buy this book for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time I read this book, I was going. <laughs> wow. For sure. Sense of soundtrack. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. But the, so the book centers around 
New Year's Eve. The the setting for it is New Year's Eve 2016, as you can see here. And everyone's running from Times Square, and this murderer shows up, and he just desecrates a bunch of people in Times Square. Hey, can I can I make a quick note between between Marco, uh, yourself, uh, Matt? I, I think Kyle might have dropped one solo too. We're using some really big fancy words, and I like the way we're doing it. Like the honestly, inner, sir, I don't ever use fancy is, words. Uh, okay, that's I'm fine. not that's I'm fair. not a, I'm not a two dollar word guy. It's only because you're here, dude. Normally okay, well I appreciate it. Yeah, when you're here, the when the librarian's here, we got to step up our game. Yeah, yeah it's so good. I don't know I'm big sorry, word. But... I'm a pretty simple, dude. It's fine, Kyle. You you did some beatboxing for us. Back to you, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> you did some beatboxing. <laughs> um, so yeah, he he desecrates a bunch of people in Times Square. Just it's like nobody can stop him, and it does this weird like over the years transition through through news, um, clips and that people are are calling him the the, the maniac of Manhattan and. They're they're looking for him and they haven't found him and he just kind of shows up out of places and massacres him and they're yes very Jason takes Manhattan yes um, it's like a lot of the interior art all a uh, watercolor which yes is, yes which is totally unique you don't you don't see that a lot I like it so it it pairs this woman who um has this this promise that she made her this like guilty conscience of someone who was murdered that day that she's going to avenge. She becomes the new head of the, the task force looking for this guy because the police are kind of like, whatever he's, but they they're get not sightings putting all a lot time. of money into it. Yeah. And they've got <laughs> sightings daily from copycats and people that are just like making things up and screwing around with them. And she, they partner her with this detective. That's really overworked and kind of, she's on the edge of underpaid. Yeah. And on the edge of like <laughs> leaving, this not believing kind of sounds this, like solo wookie yeah yes, it does it, I was not believing the, the same thing the murders and not wanting to to investigate him anymore and then things start coming up that you know it oh that's right it was his first victim that's who she's who she's yes, the first victim was was like they were on a date they were like boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. and um so she's trying to avenge him and she gets paired up with this cop that's kind of the no nonsense bad rogue cop that's about to you know lose it all type if and this was get... lethal weapon she'd yeah. be mel gibson yeah <laughs> wow pretty much nailed that yeah that was spot on wow but it's but... great where they're they're just you know what i mean they're they're figuring it out and she's actually come up with some shit and it's enough to intrigue the cop to be like okay we need to start looking into this. Yeah. And she, um, she asks who's this and she pretty much tells her that it's the first victim and they're, they're breaking into it. And at the end of the first, so at the end of the first book, it cuts to a train and the doors close and people are, you know, they hear bang, bang, bang. And then they realize that here we go again. The killer is walking into the. Yeah. He killed somebody, and he's walking into the subway car. You see his bloody. Like I love the the watercolor, the art in this book. Cool. Staying clear of the closing door. All the blood everywhere. The close up of his face, and, and it looks like he's just gonna go to fucking town. Yep. So the yeah. next issue I'm expecting is all gonna take place of him just massacring everybody in this this subway car. <laughs> 
Um, What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Patrick said this is definitely a book I added to my pull list. Me too. Um, I was surprised. I definitely... Like I read it, I picked it up on a whim, and I read it, and I was like, "Kyle, dude, you got to check this book out." I know, and I I read it, and I messaged back, and I was like, "Fuck, you're right, nice, good pick." So I oh. I I you know what aftershock is cool because you know what aftershock is what um was it after no it's not never mind it was vaults that got me into Donny Cates yeah I thought it was aftershock no. ah I get it. I like the art. It definitely looks. It definitely is something different. You don't see a lot of the watercolor esque, you know, interior panels. You see them here and there on covers, but you just, I mean, that's pretty. I like it. I like the art a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody has a face. It is really good whenever. As he has stops a face. on the panel that doesn't have a face. He has a face. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> it's a shadow face. He's given that. He's given that smile. It's it. I, I think that if this was the surprise awesome book of the week. I agree. Here we are. That's fine. So uh that leads us into uh Marco. We had, to, oh, we had uh, oh. some Star Wars that came out this week. High, Re- High Republic. Uh, are we gonna do that or are we gonna do the fight? Are we doing the fight? Yeah, we're just gonna do uh okay. Okay, go do you wanna, no well, shit. We can go yeah, to Star Wars dude. real quickly. There's not much to do with Star Wars. We'll just show what's coming up on the FOC. A couple of interesting covers. Most people don't care about Star Wars, so we can just do it real quick. Yeah, we can. All right, let's go. We know that you know all 80 plus people that have been chilling with us tonight are, are here just for Star all Wars. All of a sudden, all everybody yeah, leaves. Everyone's leaving because Star, Wars, Star I guess. Wars. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they came out right after our review on uh, High Republic One Adventures, the IDW series. They actually did come out with the final art for the two covers. It's actually pretty good art. I know that somebody disagreed with my opinion on the art, but that's okay. It's all subjective. So um, this is cover A on the left, cover B on the right. You've got buckets of blood in a car speeder. That looks kind of cool. Buckets of blood? Yeah, that's the guy's name. It's buckets of blood. That's his name? Mm, Yes. yes. It's fucking dope. Yeah, not so dope when you hear that. so the writer knew how a guy. did he get that name i'll tell you so the the writer knew a guy who was an emt and the guy was called buckets of blood because he'd go into the worst situations and say we're gonna need buckets of blood to save this one and that's where he got the name yeah that's awesome that's all awesome. yeah you know? or was he a that's bad? my he new favorite star wars too. character yep so that's why we keep bringing it up because it actually turned out that they did a really good job and of course the covers if you don't like them too bad i think they're sweet so this is something else the second print is also coming up make sure you get the second print i think it might be a little bit popular because of yeah uh patrick says he wishes that his parents named him buckets of blood. i do for sure like i agree <laughs> so here we go the second print for uh high republic star wars number two is up it does say dark skier on it question mark explanation point i don't i think there there's a lot of questions if this character is going to go dark no i think I really think they're going to kill him off, but you never know. So you should probably pick up one just in case, because if he does, this will be the first cover of him. He's actually slashing a body in pieces on the cover. Obviously, they don't have him slashing it there. But so what does the Rage of the Jedi mean? Uh, because he he's angry. So he lost his arm. Yeah, he goes through in this book. So he's he goes, a Jedi, and he's is he transferring over to the dark side? No. So in this, yeah, I don't think he is. That's what they're hinting at, but I don't actually think he is. In this book, he cuts a Nihil... In half, and, and then just starts, 
Nihil. What the Vegas. fuck is a nut hill? What? Nihil. Anyways, he cuts them in half. What the fuck did you say, Marco? Read a book every once in a while. They're space pirates. Hold on, hold on. Solo, what is the name? It's Nihil. N-I-H-I-L. Nihil. 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 Did you normally pronounce it as the Nile? I do. I always call it denial. But yeah. then somebody said that's Nut Hill. Nut Hill's better. Nut Hill. Nut Hill. Anyways, he ends up dicing and slicing it up. He does stop crazy. listening he has to your haters stopped. in the chat. He has to be stopped. So that's where the rage of the Jedi comes from because his uh, ex Padawan, who's now a Jedi Knight, is like, oh, wait, you cut him up too much. And he does. He goes a little crazy. Um, however, I and then at the end, he's starting to go a little bit crazy too. That is also, it's also the FOC cutoff for. Three. That's the twin in the back that's being possessed by the plant. Probably so if you didn't like yeah. plant life, life in, um, excuse me, in Swamp Thing, you're not going to like this book at all because it's a horror book. You know they're going to use the Children of the Corn plant type of moment. theme. Yeah, and that's leaning that way. It's a good book. This is, is good, <clears throat> and this is also this is a variant cover for that book. I actually really like it. I know this character is already becoming popular. Unfortunately, like I said. I Who's think that? people think Is he's going to turn to the skier. No, he's going to People say he's going to turn to the dark side. I don't think he's actually turning to the dark side. I think he's dead. He's got, they're going to kill him off. I mean, just with everything that's going on. So as a Star Wars fan, would you? Is would the dark side be where you go? No, no, no. I'm a gray Jedi, bro. I'm in the middle. I'm not the okay. light or the dark. I've never heard of a gray Jedi. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like um. It's like a good example of that. Corbin. Oh, okay. I want Marco to explain this. The gray, it's like the in-between of the force. See, the force is a yin and a yang. That's how it always works. That's why the rule of two kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't. There will always be one part trying to push over to the other part so it's in the middle, and Kyle just went to sleep. Wouldn't that be Ahsoka? (laughs) Would you consider Ahsoka a great Jedi? Sorry, I was getting yelled at. She's she's more on the good side. She's just not not part of the order. It's different between force users that are gray and being a... Go it's the difference between being a gray Jedi and a Force user or something being on the gray side of the Force. So a, a gray Jedi is a gray Jedi is someone who just doesn't commit. Yeah, they kind of yes, they kind of gotten away from that, and they're kind of like they do like I'm, I'm uh, not Qui Gon would be force, but I'm probably, not going to go to the dark side. Like right. so, you're just you're just a non-committer. You just that like a millennial. Whoa, whoa, that's that's rich. Um, <laughs> you guys, are, you guys are hitting them all today. You started off yeah, with it early yeah. on, now you're still going. Hey, no, Matt, could you show that last cover, though, since we talked about Avengers? This was a cover that I found interesting. I wanted to hear everybody's opinion, including Chad, on it. Um, Chad doesn't have an but, opinion. Of course they do. This is because this is also coming out of FOC, is that She-Hulk Avengers cover. I thought this is this is a Bar- Barlett. It's Bartlett, is that her name? Actually, Barlett. Whoever. Bartlett. Yeah. I thought Jen, is that whatever her first name is. I thought this is kind of a cool cover. Does anybody else disagree? I love the purples and stuff that they're using. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it pops in a nice yeah. way. But I mean, it's, the it's green got with the, the uh, background, it plays. What's that 80s angle. show? Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Lost me at 80s. But Miami Vice, number one new show. It's very no, Patrick I... Nagel art. <coughs> Patrick Nagel was huge in the 80s. Very... Um, Graphic artist did a lot of airbrushing. Um, very, very Patrick Nagel esque. Really wow. yeah, cool. Well, whatever. It's look. I saw this cover. I'm grabbing a couple of them. I just wanted to pe- let people know about it. I think it's a cool cover. There's no, there's no spec on this. It's the storyline is you already saw what the last story was, so it is what it is. 
maybe you get a first whatever of Thor's mommy in there or whatever the heck's going on with it with the Phoenix there Force. But uh, very Don Johnson. Yep, that is very Don Johnson esque. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like it too. So cool, man. Nice. Well, that was it. So that was the covering. We didn't we didn't bury you down on Star Wars stuff. We just gave you a little taste. Finally. There you go. I know it's made Kyle's day. I, Matt, please tell me you put my five in there and you, you made that last minute edge, edit. I'm, I did. Okay, good, good. All right, let's get to that then. So now Matt brings into our next segment. So it, if you guys <laughs> listened to last week's episode, it's time that we go through our top five worst covers in comics. Um, you know, we can't we can't not mention worst covers without our good friend Robbie L right back here. I made um, a point not to unblock me, Rob. Unblock me, Rob. Come on. We love you, Rob. Yeah, we love you, Rob. Uh, good friend, Rob. I love Rob. Everyone loves Marco, so let's keep Marco chatting. First up, we got Marco's list. Keep Marco talking. Keep Marco talking. That's, yeah, that's the, the, the theme of I'm the smoked. modern comic mayhem. I want to see <laughs> Marco's list. I, I be honest. I'm oh, here we go. Excited here about we go. So I went a little different route. I was going to do a whole Rob list, but I got away from it. Oh, wait. And there we go. We start off with Rob. This one, when it hit, I, look, I know everybody thinks uh, pouches. God damn, I want to pull the staple out of this book and put it back in and yeah. get graded. <laughs> but what I think is like, uh, how, what, the the, the guns? that Like, this is, he, he, he somehow made his art worse. Like, he should have put pockets on this. Instead, you get whatever the crotch thing's going on there. <laughs> it's a weird whatever thing. that is. I'm you know, like Wolverine. He's like Wolverine's, Wolverine's got jacking, a and then like lip. Major X has got a little dick. So what the fuck? <laughs> Wolverine's also got like a cliff lip or something like that. Like something. What's going on with the he's teeth? He's got no upper lip. lip, dude. He's got no upper. Yeah, lip. They, there's no out. lip there. This is and this is supposed to be his major piece of work. You know what I mean? Like the guns have, like they're just rectangles. He put two rectangles and made them gray. Like. It's the overall bad, and the cable's supposed blaster gun in the background is bigger than Wolverine. Like the proportions of all this doesn't make sense. And then he he's, he has apparently just didn't give up on feet. He's giving up on legs at this point. He's like, no, I'm I'm giving up on if, if giving up on everything. If if it's not abs, if I'm not drawing abs, I'm not drawing anything anymore. So that's all he draws. If I'm not uh, drawing bulges and abs, fuck it. Eight, uh, Major X has got abs all the way from his crotchatorial region, probably his taint, his all the way up to his. How would that be the crotchatorial? Yeah, all the way up to. Is that a word, librarian? I don't know. You know what? I, I don't think so, but it's a good effort there. Okay, I appreciate it. it but he's got abs from there all the way up, and I don't the know crotchial reason the region. He's got it up to his like almost neck at this point. I don't understand that. Um, with that being said, I think uh, Wolverine's packs turn into an ab at one point. What? I, I don't get it. It's just bad. It's gross. Um, and it's gross. That's well, can we talk about how the fact that his claws are supposed to retract into his body, and if that's if that's the case, those are shooting out of his elbow. Yes. When you retract those claws, those are shooting out of his elbow. Propor- yeah, proportions are just not his thing. Um, all right, we can go to the next one. Yeah, because it's garbage. Everybody knows it's trash. It's Rob, so it's trash. There we go. We got that I, match. I actually enjoyed Rob this is trash. Cover. There you go. I, I oh, that's terrible. What, what do you enjoy it. about it? 
It almost looks like a life? like a water drip, like he's like paint yeah. dripping or something. One of my kids, one of my kids gave me this cold, and before they gave me this cold, they sneezed, and this is what came out of their nose. This thing right here. <laughs> oh wow! This this is it, and it's a it's huge in the tattoo community, and, and they call it new school, and it's where they do odd body i think you're of. just making shit up at this point I'm, he I'm is not, he's 100 making shit up and, it, and it's just <laughs> they over exaggerate certain body points or this parts new school it is tattoo. It's new school in tattooing you're just and, making you're just talking to talk right listen now. listen listen solo has his has his hands on the pulse he's there his he's in the no street. No, he is all right. Okay, well, you know what we call this? Old school people call this straight hot trash. So uh this is straight hot trash. This is there's there's like it looks like a goober. Like, what is this? This is okay. First off, the storyline wasn't so great in this book. It's 90s. I get it. What's a weird point in his back? I don't know. Why does the why does his become a pointed hip and like chewed out a portion? And his knee. He should have got the yeah. He should have got the knee plates from fucking Flash. Jody, dead on. Am I on acid? There you go. Yeah. I just like how the, the calf, the artist really wanted to put a signature in the calf so he didn't make it like massive. And then you give him a duckbill platypus, a tail as a foot. Like, I don't. And like everything else is so angular and sharp, and the head's just kind of a round thing there, and yeah. it's just weird. It's just, yeah. it's, it's all the, it's all the wrong angles. Yeah. What is the upper part during by the trade? Eric says his foot looks like a flipper. Yes. I mean, it is bad. It's just, I don't, I don't, you, Solo Wookiee could try to explain some tattooing, whatever. This it's is junk. Just, Get this tattooed on your forehead, and then we'll call it a style, I guess. But, like, besides it's, that, uh, It's new nah, school once it's nah. new schooled on your forehead. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I would. Oh, they want the art back. I would never put this on my forehead. <laughs> I wouldn't put this on Never on my forehead. <laughs> okay, what do we have next? Oh, I thought that was this last. So here we go. This is for Kyle. This actually yeah. is a This is uh, Blue. Was it Blue Wave? Put this out. Blue Wave is like the company. They kind of put out like now. They put out like the uh, political books. Like if you ever see the comics or like the Bible or whatever. Like if, uh, whatever the new president is, they put the new president or a senator or whatever. It's that type of book. They do it all the time. Or the patch or something like that. Uh, it's like a POD thing. This was uh, William Shatner's attempt at some comic stuff. Uh, you got the floating Shetner's sh- head. Yeah, I mean, this Make is what sure you Trekkies love, right? That's what you guys get all excited about. These Trekkie love here. And I, who the hell knows what's going on in this book at all? It's supposed to be sci-fi. Um, you know, if you got it, it's cold outside. You know, there's a fishing tournament going on in my lake. You can start a fire with this thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Shetner's always bad. And then this. Th- this is not a joke, dude. This This is Rooster Teeth. This is and, and, just what they but this is what they based the new movie off of. <laughs> so this isn't a joke. This is actually a book. Let me choke because it's so bad. Okay, now um, in the defense of uh, Robin here, she does draw in an alien style. I've seen her art before. She's never driv- drawn anything this poorly. Uh, the hygienes are ridiculous. The like I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Um, and a lot of other artists did too. It looks like she needs to go to Jenny Craig. Yeah, but this is the problem. She has other art that she's done before that looks more women, woman empowering, Wonder Woman esque than this. She, she, I don't know what this is, and a lot of artists did either because they redid it. I should pull up all the renderings, but there, a lot of people re-render this to make it look a lot better. 
Uh, you know, every woman has that pair of jeans that doesn't make her look good, and Wonder Woman happened to wear hers on this cover. Well, okay, this is supposed look, to be they, like the. I think she's supposed to do the style of like the high hip, like mom jeans that are supposedly popular at this point. Except for that, like, what the hell is Wonder Woman wearing mom jeans? I, what, whatever, man. It's it's garbage. Luckily, it was like exclusive cover, so I like it. Just have a shitty one little like slit in it. I think they're already trying to sell them for fifty cents. Like the prices dropped so much on this book that they've uh, already dropped it to fifty, 50 cents. cents. <laughs> you have to pay more in shipping than the book actually costs. And this, so we're talking back. To, I was going to do a little bit more of the Silver Age stuff. Uh, Teenage Love actually has some real good covers in it, um, and some decent artists uh, that go through it. This is not one of them. First off. Whatever that pedophile with the purple uh, eyeshadow is going through. <laughs> now, if you're familiar with Silver Age uh, love mags, from then you know that sometimes they're not even. It's teenage love isn't always such teenagers. Sometimes it gets into their twenties, but never is there like creepy old uh, dude with the purple thing. And I know they're trying to do the pop culture thing in this, but it really didn't work. And then with some young thing, it's kind of almost on that petty type thing. Like it's really creepy. One of the worst covers you see, because it's not just like what the bleep went on here, but also at the same time, like, ooh, it's just not right. Like this isn't a good look. Not a good look. Um, and that's it. So that's I, I hope I put some different stuff out there. I know I did it easy because you got to throw Rob under the bus to start it off. Uh, but anytime you can put Shatner in a crap list, I'm all for it. So there you go. <laughs> like, I don't care what anyone says. I can get behind body, body positive Wonder Woman. That's not even what this is. That's not even like next size saves lives, gentlemen. Yeah, but that's not no, no, no. Like if that if that's what it was, like I could I could do that. Like if it was like okay, uh, woman power, I'm not gonna grab that one. I understand that. If you check out her other art, that ain't what it is. She went out there and just is like I'm gonna throw up some shit and see if it, if somebody will actually buy just it. to see what happens. Yeah, just to see what happens. That's what she did. Like let's be real, she threw up some Solo? shit. Let's see your list. Oh, you want to do solo next? Yes, sir. All right, let's get to solo. Let's get the Star Wars boys out of the way. There's solos number five. Holy crap. Where do you even start with Morbius? I mean... I like that he smoked too much weed. He's got if you're died. 13, 14 years old, you're on point. You're almost there. You're getting there. This is This is good artwork for you at the age, you know, of early teen late you know 10 to 13 you're working on it you're getting your form down i understand and this is good solid work if you're a grown-ass adult and you're putting this on the cover of a book you should be fired and quartered and drawn this is terrible i don't even know what editor what chief they should draw and quarter him too whoever thought of putting morbius the living vampire number two on the cover just and um, just and just, I mean, just I mean, save save the comic community and say no. Just bad. And now, I don't know how this would slip past today. the editors. <laughs> yeah. I like how he's got that Edward Scissorhands thing. I mean, going. It, must, it must have been the same editors doing duty, you know. <laughs> Not playing. All right, number four. Oh, a little more Rob yep. love. Same Come match. on. Uh, Rob Life that it was just too easy. It Holy is. Head. And I tried to stay away from doing a Liefeld because it was so easy, but there's <laughs> so many I just can't stomach. And when he does Captain America, 
he just comes out and people are like, there's no way you can F this up. And he's like, hold my beer. And he jumps in full force and he's like, I'm going to put abs and just like Marco said, abs and pecs on pecs with abs and pouches and stupid with overdrawn chest parts and then no body parts and then this proportion <laughs> on top of the floating head. Just, the floating yeah, head. Floating head. Just your head. Place. And a knee. Just and no. Just no, dude. I would love to sit down with Rob Liefeld and just ask, and, and not in a bad way. The fuck goes through your head when you draw covers? Like, what was your mindset when you were doing this? Apparently, never where were you? Book either because he he draws terrible interiors too. Yeah, so. like at, at what point did he go? Yeah, this is a winner. Ship it. I mean, look at the. <laughs> It looks like he's trying to take a crap and his foot's coming out. Look at the the smirk on his lips are all pursed up. I mean, he's force pushing the, the hell out of that turd and, and he just isn't gonna make it. He's like, pushing so hard he's got collarbone definition. Like that's insane. Uh, right. Like it's like what you know I would love to ask Rob. Airboy, and I know I've already that. pissed him off before in the past, but because we are friends, uh, but like what are you thinking when you draw this? Like, you know, it's it's like when you're in a band when you're a kid and all your friends go to see you and they say you're awesome. Yeah, which yeah. really suck. <laughs> and the this worst is thing what, is that you know this, it. This is what yeah. Rob Liefeld is. He has too many friends that say, "Rob, you're such a good artist." When you make covers, and, and love it. Like he he must show every cover to his mom, and his mom goes, "Rob, you're so good at drawing." I In love how you draw feet. Fact, Rob, you can still draw better than I can. So, with a do, I will hit number three. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> this cover, I, I this looks like a copy and paste cover. It is. They take and they cut. It's Spider Man and Captain America, Marvel team up, one twenty nine, and they take a photo of Spidey, take a photo of Captain. In I mean, really bad 1960s, early 70s spandex, and then just cut and paste on a picture of New York downtown Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, it is terrible. The there's a Shazam cover that's not as bad, and they did something similar, but it played well. This is just bad. I, I mean, I know it is, but I kind of like it because it reminds me of the TV shows, right. Yeah, like when Captain America had the freaking motorcycle and yeah, it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but still Spider Man. And I believe that this came out about that time, so I'm sure it was very, you know, promotional for you know the TV shows and and the Electric Company was out at that time, which was airing all the uh, Spider Man. Yeah, that's I just dated myself. Yeah, a little and, bit. All right. And yeah. Electric Company was kind of like a Sesame Street, but a little more jazzy. And uh, they aired Spider-Man. You'll see it on some of the Spider-Man books. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I, I can't get behind this cover. It just, it, it's so drastically different from the backdrop to the front that it's just not right. <laughs> just not. There you go. Just yeah, not. Just, it's, it's just not right. Just not right. <laughs> The chat yeah. just went speechless. <laughs> what's, what's his next? What's number two? I want to see number two. Number two. Solo's number two. 
this is definitely a oh. this is number two and someone stuck their hand on it and smeared it all over and then shipped it the mighty thor where only thor can have teardrops coming out of his crotch on his thighs like it, it is it's just terrible like you got a norris god and and you've You've just decimated every body muscle on this character. He's, <laughs> there's more fake muscle on this person than I think you can actually ever even over-exaggeratingly exist. It, it is terrible. This cover looks like one of my sorry-ass photoshops because, like, the dude's just so straight-faced. He's got so much, such a small head for such a massive body. <laughs> Right, he's got this and his teardrop thighs. Yeah, teardrops on his thighs for <laughs> muscles. It just he's got muscle on Dude, top he of made muscle. Sure on top to, of muscle to, and that then, leg day was fucking epic. Right, yes, like, he did. He did not skip leg day. No, he did not. He went twice or, a day, or, twice or, or, three times a day. His lats, my are, legs are so badass. Their tears running I think down. Was, all Thor did was go to the gym and work on lats and and legs specifically thighs like his calves aren't even there he's got little chicken calves on these giant teardrop thighs oh it's just it's not good it's just bad and then number one number one oh You've got this is on my to list too who the fuck is flying that ship <laughs> Who the fuck printed this book? Who is flying the Millennium Falcon right now? Because I know <laughs> it's not who you think it is. If if you ever draw Chewbacca like this in all of time, Chewbacca I just punch you in the face. You know they made Chewbacca they drew mentioned. Chewbacca to look like I mean Sasquatch. Look, yeah, and and Princess <laughs> like Leia. Princess Leia looks like an alien. I mean, what? Her eyes happened? look like they're running away from her nose. <laughs> clearly, yeah, there's clearly and a, that's, that's a foot and a half between that's her Han eyeballs. Solo's cousin, Fat Solo. And yeah, he looks. I, he, what, you know how you when you like, see the sketches, you used to see a lot like a Kubrick stuff in the back where they start off and then they do those lying things to <laughs> round out the face. It looks like they left those in and never filled out the rest of it. Like. Yeah, you're not supposed to leave your sketch lines to line up where the nose is supposed to be and your cheekbones are supposed to be hey, and where the center of your face shade, is supposed to be. Shade Layla's forehead. <laughs> what, what forehead? It, I mean, it, it just, she got this, oh, it's just bad. The shadow on her nose, the, I mean, C-3PO's the best drawn thing in the whole damn book cover. It's and not that good. It, and it's not winning any awards by any means. The parts are in the wrong place. The hands, it just is not. Hey, he didn't, hey, he didn't miss chest day. C-3PO's yeah, he, C-3PO's got big red boobs. It's just... <laughs> Bro, he's a professional wrestler, brother. Look at that. He's got his he's got his packs. He's got his title, his world title on. Like he's ready to go. Han Solo put on a lot of weight in the face. Yeah, Ham Han Solo. Solo. Did you just call him Ham Solo? Yep. <laughs> Han Solo's got jawline for days. I mean, he looks. I just. 
Ham solo. Just, That's great. It's I mean, just raw. He needs to go see that Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman 84 in that last oh, cover. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why the Weekly Wars never really took <laughs> off. The two of C-3PO. Yeah. Anyway, that's my beefy up in there. Who's who's up next? You can do me. Yeah. I mean, I okay. Cool, cool. All right. So Corbin, you haven't been on for a while. We're gonna make you closer. We're gonna make you closer to number one. So coming in, I think your drills are better, but I appreciate you coming in at number five for Kyle. Hey, why we gotta do that though? What? So we got Batman Rebirth number seven, the A cover. I knew somebody was gonna put that one too. The fuck? That was one of the early ones. I, I remember that. Good storyline. What the? What is that? It's good terrible. Line. Is what it is. <laughs> it's it's a terrible. You just gotta get past the cover. Why is it that uh, the best thing in this cover? The bat, the Batman and Batwoman symbols. Because <laughs> that's all that person knew how to do. Hey, that night one, that Nightwing's not too bad, right? No, Nightwing's terrible. No, this is all garbage. This is the whole thing is garbage. It's terrible. It's all right, all right. Is that a bloody nose? What's going on there? What? It's the monster. Man. It looks like he lost his nose and he lost his upper lip, so you're seeing bloody gum. All right, Lord. whatever. That's bad. If you say so. <laughs> that is that it's number terrible. four for Kyle. Rod Stewart. That's not. Uh, these all these rock and roll covers they're Are they're horrible they're horrible but what i found rod stewart yeah that's a winner it was it was a toss-up between rod stewart and the acdc cover i don't know the metallica and the megadeth aren't much better they're pretty bad None of them, but like that doesn't look like rod stewart it's he's on a can of beer I think yeah. somebody definitely. Did That's that. what I think about Maybe. Rod Stewart is a can of beer. Like that's yeah. what I think Rod Stewart. I'm like, yeah, a can of beer. Yeah, yeah. What? It's, it's everything is bad about this that's cover. Genuine rub. <laughs> I think it says R and B. Oh well, yeah, whatever. And Rod isn't much of an R and B. No, he looks like he's no, off would... the Tiger King on this one. It just yeah, he was he good. was the other husband. But like like you said, there's the unspoken of husband. <laughs> there's nothing good about the rock and roll covers, and I do own a few. Oh. <laughs> so okay, number three. These, you know, I really wanted to do five Star Wars covers just for Solo and Marco because there's You're so out many. There. You can do there's it. There's so many. T- I originally did five Star Wars covers because they're all terrible. But this one right here is, it, and it goes with the same thing. Is who they fuck? They have draw these things. Who is that? God, they were. Uh, who is it? What's his name? I can't remember. He did a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. His exactly. Artist. He definitely has a certain style to him. Let me put it that way. There you go. I'll go with that. And it just goes with the same thing. Is it's it's just terrible. He's also cranky and crotchety. Not happy. It just—it's bad. Number two. What happened to Spider-Man's neck? It's broke. It's broke. He's part of. He's—he's doing. I finally got to him. He's doing the thing from The Exorcist. It's starting to turn around. Like, look at look at his fingers. 
Why is it like he's there's something wrong, dude? He's got an infection. His fingers are swollen up. <laughs> he needs to chill with some antibiotics. He's it's this it's, one looks like a wiener. Peanut allergy. It is. He's swelling up. Look at his thigh, just shooting off to the left, pointing for no it reason. Looks like it's a just... boner. It just I don't know. There's just too is that reflection? Left. And they try to do reflection for some. What the hell? It's just like his left leg. Yeah, it's bad. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's good good. He's, on, he's on the window of a building. I 100 agree with Patrick right here. <laughs> yes, he did not draw this. The nicest guy in the world, but his Spider-Man is his art is not that great. He does some good art, but this is clunky and it's not like it's not proportionate. It's not. It's just not good. So, I don't know. And the whole neck thing, like, it reminds me of that Peach Momoko stretch neck thing. And it, yeah. you know, yeah. that's not a superpower. It's fucking struck neck, neck stretch guy. And I just, oh, man, fuck. So you can go ahead and go to number one. It's the same one as Solos because it's bad. It's so bad. It's terrible. We already made fun of it enough. It's cool. We're gonna it go is, past it. It is the same style that Solo Wookie is getting a tattoo of. Yeah, yeah, that's Spider Man. I'm telling you, it's, it's it, so it new is school. It's, it's that new school. school. Yeah, it no, just screams new school to me. I just it screams. It reeks of it. You want to, uh, me to go next, and we'll save Corbin for last. Well, how we do? How we do? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> you haven't been here in a while. We're gonna give you the oh, honor okay. of going I, last. Hey, hey, y'all. That's why great. you got okay. you know. In this lineup of all stars, that's why you got the number one jersey. Yeah. Oh, you guys are so nice. But see, by the time you get to mine, like half of them are even discussed. <laughs> but let's. Well, let's we, get we it. can do you next if you want. No, no, let's get yours. I Matt would love next. to do you next. Yep. Uh, all right. So coming in at number five <laughs> for me. Kept right on moving with that one. I love it. Batman four ninety five. That's a yep, sure thing. Next to number five. Uh, the, I do. Yeah. I like the bro fist. Pro poison ivy's given. Oh, what's uh, up with Batman's ears? What a lot of the Batman Nightfall run is like all of the regular cover artists <laughs> took a vacation because, like, the artwork for many of those titles it didn't matter yes. if it was Batman, Shadow of the Bat, Detective Comics, Catwoman, uh, Azrael, it didn't matter. Like, whoever was doing the cover artist artwork for any of those titles between like 93 and 95 was just strung out. His pecs look like they're crying. <laughs> His waist is clearly right here, but his belt is way down here. At least he has detail in his chest. Look at her pants. Like, there's not a single drop of detail in her pants yeah, and legs at all. No ass. Just his arm. Shadow. <laughs> Bright his green. arm looks like, like green shadow. A thigh. Like, it looks like his kneecap should be right here. <laughs> it does look like yeah, What happened to his cape? Like, yeah. it, like. Disappears. So is his other leg between her legs? Like his yes. leg? Uh, yeah. But I like how his rock. I like how his thigh goes skinny, skinny, then just boom, massive. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering his thighs are bigger than the tree he's stuck on, why right. doesn't he just stand up, leap up? It just came out of nowhere. It's like Shazam. <laughs> shut up, shut up, Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. That's where I just I can't like get that. over the fact that his his pecs are crying and they look like a face. Like there's the eyes, the nose, the mouth. It's it's crazy. Yeah, Number four, Robbie, Robbie L, Young Bloods. Yeah. 
Say it with your chest. Everybody knows. Muscles on muscles on muscles is the way to go. How yeah. can you be so round with so many muscles? Like, it's just, you you can't be a bubble with muscles. Like, it just is. Come on. The sad fact is he drew the cap cover, and he was like, that's sweet. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, I just give up on drawing hands, yeah. too, by the way. And actually, any type of arm, it's just now one big chunk of rock. Yeah, it's uh, bad. Wow. Number three, Exiles. What? What is this? I don't know. I'm just not down with the stretch neck. No, and then like... It's also, what is it? Yeah. His, it man, his mouth is coming through his mask. It's like he became like his one teeth. with the suit. Well, if like my neck venom, was stretched like that big, too, I think my mouth would be coming through the mask as well. It almost looks like he's about to get punched in the rectum by Spider-Man 2099, and he's just bracing for it. <laughs> punched in the rectum. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like. You want to take a superhero out, you give him one of them old rectum punches. How are you going to do that to old Chris Claremont, man? Go. Gonna... Rectum. Damn near killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just and his arrows pointing the way, pointing the way home. That is, and it's McLean coming straight through the mask. Brian's like, this this has gone on long enough. (laughs) I'm here to save the day. Number two, Action Comics. What is he doing to that little boy? That poor child. (laughs) He's gonna have to cry into his pillow as he's that poor child. Superman. Oh my gosh! I think that covers. I don't need to. It explains itself. Uh, my number one, a Walking Dead number one, <laughs> Gilbert Hernandez variant cover. What the hell is that? I have never seen that in my life. That is horrid, straight garbage. What the? Jeez, oh, I, I don't know. Wow. I can't believe that. I, I don't know how that passed everything. Hey, man, you did a great job on that. Thanks. Oh, Lord. That's funny. That's a cover it's, made for radio. It's because it really he's a is. special, he, he's a legacy creator, right? Because of what he did in the past, they let him, they let him get away with terrible art. Dude, Robert Kirkman should have been like, whoa, buddy. I know. <laughs> do, do you know how many uh, uh Covers they made for those Wizard World variants. They there must be fifty of them, right? I think I have fifty yeah, of them. Right? They did like fifty different covers. I don't think Kirkman saw half of them. Yeah, I don't think. Look at yeah, he just picked great. up one stack and said, "These ones are all good." Publish away. Yeah, look at the girl in the back with the Charlie Brown shirt. Great point. <laughs> just fit everything in there. <laughs> like that's a looks like the doodles on my notebook in junior high. Jesus right. Christ! But yeah, <laughs> I actually saw the first time I saw this cover was in the back of one of the new Walking Dead um, re-releases in color, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" I had never seen that cover before. Like, it's just it's terrible. It's it so looks bad. like a sketch. A bad it, doesn't, it doesn't look like a real cover. It looks like a sketch cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it sadly, it's it's definitely. You know, you know what? Go back to go go back to that action one, Matt. Uh, the Superman. The Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I disagree with you on this one. I don't think this is a horrible cover. I think this is a great, hilarious cover. This art isn't bad, and this is just funnier and shit. No, I love like covers like this. Yeah, I wouldn't collect. I wouldn't <laughs> That's collect. Why I put it on it because it looks like the kids about That's to a, get it. I, you're right, but I love these these innuendo covers, like the the Archie innuendo covers, um, the pearl necklace cover. Uh, like, you know, I have to beat three other guys off to get you know, like that type of cover. Have you not seen those covers? I was waiting until you said that. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Look up Archie innuendo covers. Like they are crazy, and that's this what this is. I would. I actually own like three of these just to fucking as have as gags to be like this is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. But I'm glad you picked it. It almost looks like he's just finished. But anyway, well, I like how it almost looks like there's a fan right here blowing his shirt off. Like he's like you're ready. You're about ready to get this. We're gonna hit this home. Come fly with me. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you did you do a list, Brian, or no? No. Uh, you know, I I do have one thing I can talk about. One thing that I don't think a lot of people know about. Do you guys know what this is? Oh, the greatest magazine ever. Um, no, it is. Ever? It is the greatest magazine ever. But do you know what this particular one is? No. This is the origin. Good read for number two. This is the origin (laughs) of the greatest Rob Liefeld image ever. Really? Yep. It was never a cover. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Say it with your chest. Wow. It was in this issue of Wizard, and it was when Heroes Reborn was first getting started. Yep. Yes. That's why they're on the cover there. So I almost yeah, that's what's that, up, man. that picture and I didn't because it wasn't truly a cover. Yeah, it's not a cover. Uh, it was only in this. So yep. you guys can see that. So I figured I'd bust that out and let you guys know about that. That's a little piece of comics history right there. Yes, sir. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's what's up. That's the OG Captain yeah. right. America Liefeld chest. Like that's the real deal. Just. Yeah. Pack implant way gone yep. wrong. <laughs> All right, we saved the best for last. Coming off the bench. Number 24 in your playbook. Number one in your heart. We got Corbin coming in. Hey, yo. Number five. All right. So number five was, I think this was a Flash 343. Uh, this is by Carmine Infantino. Uh, this is part of the, the Trial of the Flash storyline, which, like, the story was all right. But what I don't like about this cover is that you know, the Flash, he's he, he's comforting her, and it just seems like the hand from, like, down under is trying to get some action. If you look at, like, where its placement is on this, like, it just has her entire backside. And it was just an interesting one for me. I laughed entirely too hard at this, and now I'm like, after you guys have had all the great bad covers, I don't think it's that great. But for me, it's like, she's getting groped by this hand. Like, it is directly on top of her ass. And I'm that dead, is but I'm horny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's my number five. All right. On to the next so, one. Number so four. Do you, real quick, yes. do you know that uh, Carmine Infantino is also considered the greatest Flash artist ever? You know what's funny? No. no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't realize. Like, I, I, I could see why. I think when I think of the modern day um, Flash work, I'm, de- I'm definitely in the 90s with that. But, like, I'm with you on 
Like he yeah, it looks like he phoned that stuff. one in. He definitely phoned that one in, right? Yeah, you know, it was just yeah, it was just a funny like the placement of it. It made a number five for me. I wanted to get one that was different. I imagine that we all were gonna have Iris Westwood. Yeah. Have to bring back. <laughs> exactly. You just gotta come back for some action on that. So that's why. But yeah, for the most part, no. He definitely was that that classic Flash. What right up until uh, Crisis. Yeah. This yeah. was the last storyline before Crisis, anyway. So yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, number four. Um, if I remember, that was Namor of uh, the Summer mm-hmm. Twenty Six by Jay Lee. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, I mean, the pecs are—they're speaking, they're calling out loud. Um, almost remind me of my own. Um, but aside from that, like you got these weird, <laughs> you got these, <laughs> you got these. Like I don't know. It's just so like, what is going on with the face? Like I'm not sure what's going on with the face. It's like this this almost feline type of snarl deal going on. It's way pointed. Um. It's just well, it's, it's signature '90s. It's signature '90s. Dude, he had a run of like five or six covers that are this. I mean, they're all bad. The the Savage. Yeah, it was his earliest done. art. This is like. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he started on. Uh, uh, this is like his second per- thing that he ever worked on. So yeah, it's yeah, the, not the, good. The whole, the whole jock deal, the jock strap, like it's uh, it's all like it's, it's very pointed. In ter- like, it's just a mess. It's just ugh. a mess. It's just a mess. Um, yeah, that was number four. His thighs are all shadowed out on the bottom. Yeah, Boy, exactly. They highlighted that, uh, that, that exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, his yep. is his little, bright. his little, his little mini submariner. You know, it, it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. All right. Uh, number three, uh, you know, Catwoman, uh, number what this is issue zero by Gillian March. One. Just like, like, what is going on with? Cat and this, uh, this is like one of two covers I have by her. But like when you mess up Catwoman covers, you usually do by doing the classic, especially with female anatomy, where you do it in ways we've seen it with Spider Man stuff too. It's just so extra. Uh, just what is going on here? Like the butt is where the back should be, and it's just crunched up and curved, and it's it, it it's busting through a hole, or is the hole busting through? Uh, uh, it's a mess. One bubble for her butt. It's her left cheek is like exactly. A and the and other one right looks like it could be her non-existent. Exactly. It's yeah. it's a lot going on, and it's going on all the wrong places. Just no, isn't that, this also a three hundred homage cover? I feel like Corbin, it is. Corbin uh, coming back doing a twofer. Two for one. <laughs> what? Oh, and we we did homage cut the Spider Man three hundred one. Yeah, you know how to how to swing it out. No, exactly. No, I had no clue. But yeah, like it was just a mess. I mean, the minute it came out, it was a mess, and it, it's it's classic for that. All right, number two. Same thing. Yeah, I already covered everything I was going to say. Francisco Herrera, he did it. Um, that was the only other context I wanted to add to that. Just pretty ugly. And uh, it's been talked about enough, so I'm going to go straight to number one. Uh, number one, Kelly Jones, man. I, I, I'm i not a fan of Kelly Jones' art in general. I mean, a lot of what he did with Doug Mensch in recreating Batman or making it more of its gothic type of roots, um, incorporating some of those horror-esque elements, Swamp Thing, you know, a lot of his writing. In fact, I think it's Batman 503. I'm going to butcher this. Anyway, he has one of my favorite Mr. Freeze stories, just how ghoulish and dark and cool it ultimately is. But Kelly Jones had a lot of misses. Uh, his art was an acquired taste for me, and this one was just rough for me. It was almost like like for one, it looks like she got depends on underneath that costume. Like if you look at <laughs> like exactly for two, if you think about it, I mean for me, every time I see it, it's almost like Kelly Jones was like thinking of Lily Tomlin in this, and like how could he make Catwoman look like Lily Tomlin? Or like like the two of them mix, like the actress behind Miss Frizzle take that. It's just all bad and all it, it, I don't get that, it. That's thigh to butt cheek transition yeah, right there like, is, is it, all also, wrong also it's mm. all wrong because it's something it's like it went flat on you like yeah. there's no bounce to that bubble 
No. It, it, it's, just a, it's, it's like a flat shoulder right there. All the you bounces know, in the thigh. Look at how big that thigh is. It's a long ass It curves right up into flat. Also, like, and this is not even about the art, but since I'm already here, like the whole Night Quest run, which was John Paul Valley's run as Batman, was like some of my favorite toys and also some of the weird ones because they couldn't find like an ideal like villain for Valley to face. And so they kept doing these rotating casts of Batman cast offs. And this one was especially weird because they were kind of teasing at John Paul Valley's like attraction to Catwoman, but also inability to get anything off. It was just really weird. Um, but this cover highlighted that for me. Yeah, the whole butt thigh ratio, the face. It, what is going on here? What is going on? And then look at John Paul Valley. Like, is, like, what do we see there? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like he can that one in. It's just cape, and it's a lot of it, and it doesn't even match with the outfit that he wore at the time, where the cape was definitely less billowy. So, that's my number one. Flame there down. you go. Is that there supposed to be Batman behind her? Yes. Our top five. That's the John Paul Valley Batman. Worst yes. covers in comics, in our opinions. Great stuff. Yep. Corbin awesome. coming in strong and finishing strong. Awesome uh, what are we, everybody. What are we going to do uh, next, next show, I appreciate Kyle? You. I don't know. We'll have to discuss it later. Okay. Oh, but last but not least, man, again. I think the newest episode of WandaVision was probably Yo. like it was really putting all the pieces together and, and like I've said and Matt said before like what we said at, at episode one is wait it out and and you can tell Disney is doing what Disney does well and they're they WandaVision has taken shape well not only that it's not only take given shape to WandaVision, it's given shape to all of Marvel going forward because what they're creating here is going to be the storyline for every project in Marvel in the next four or five years, right? It's all going to be those, this thing that Wanda has started. It's going to go into Multiversity of Madness. It's going to go into Spider-Verse. It's going to go into all that stuff. And they have been setting it. This that's what is so important to me is knowing, thinking about. They've been writing this for years now, and they knew they were going to do this. So that's what's cool, you know, to me. That especially when you see that old uh, Wanda vision or that old um, interview with um, Elizabeth Olsen, and she's talking about what she wishes she could see as a Wanda story, and she's talking about House of M and. Yeah, her going crazy and her wanting, you know, her just she loves that storyline when Wanda goes crazy because uh, they give her her they take her babies away. And when she take her babies away, she goes fucking psycho and blips everybody. That was a crazy moment. And those two moments at, at during, you know, this episode and that being, you know, seen again for me. I agree, Kyle. It was game over, man. Game over. <laughs> It's definitely, I was happy. They, I mean, this, in my opinion, was the best one so far because they finally gave her a chance. If they had just done it in the first one or first two, they finally showed she's how badass she is. Like when she comes out and she tells them, and they've got her at gunpoint, and she's just like, you know what? Don't you're just leave me alone. Just I love how I like that they waited, actually. I like that they waited. Yeah. I love how her accent came back. Did you notice that? Yeah, uh, when yeah. she's outside of there, that everybody was complaining, oh, why doesn't she have her Russian accent? Well, now welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yep. yeah when she that comes out, cool. she's just like, don't fuck with me. Just don't. I, I'm warning I, you right now, don't do it. 
I, I like the tension uh, with uh, Monica when Captain Marvel came up and how that could tie in the play yeah. in the future one because it does look like Captain Marvel bailed while her best friend and, of course, Monica growing up knowing this and their relationship there, how that fell apart while she's fighting cancer and Captain Marvel's away and how that frayed relationship will obviously spin into just both of their futures. And that was intriguing to kind of have that moment where it wasn't, like, stressed to the point of, like, this, but you could tell. Like, you got like, ah, okay, cool. So that scene has kind of an Easter egg in it, I think. Do you think that you're getting your first glimpse that she's going to become Photon in this? Because that whole, like, her scan's not showing anything and... It, it, it's intriguing in terms of uh, it's you're right. Like it's, that's how she got her powers. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. she, when they kicked her out of there, when she went in there, that's how she got her powers. That's how she became yep. Spectrum or because wasn't wasn't her mom Photon. So she's going to yeah. be Spectrum. It, we're just skipping that going to Spectrum. Yeah. Exactly. And that makes sense. You're right. And like, yeah, that, I think you're right. That's a mm-hmm. heck of a tease. It was just a lot to unpack in that one. And you could tell as you're watching, oh, this is different, especially going the back and forth, because I'm sure most people I know I did expect us to go, OK, we had our outside the bubble look. And now we're going back in for the entire episode, you know, and now you get the mix. And another thing, that whole scene where Agnes just says, should we take it from the top was so jarring in how it happened you know you're watching and boom you just go oh this is this is off and it really ties into what we all already think which is agnes is kind of in on it because she's just playing along or at least it feels that way because she's like oh like oh yeah something should we do this again this isn't going the way i know you want it to go do you guys think that wanda really doesn't know what's truly going on like she doesn't know why she's being she just knows that it feels good right you know she doesn't know why she started it or what what is causing her to do this because the kids like the, there's something obviously going on there and I know if you read the, those old uh, you know West Coast Avengers stories or and and the, the Avenger runs the Agatha Harkness Avenger runs it's basically this storyline you know do you think that that's what the kids are that's why she can't have any uh, powers over the kids because they're products of Mephisto. I absolutely think so. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think that, you know, Agatha is Agatha Harkness and we're, we're seeing that because you see Wanda just start openly doing magic in front of her and the kids are aware of what's going on and the kids, she, you know, they, they have the ability to, it seems like, you know, counteract or go against her will and age themselves up. I don't think know. they go against, I just think it, their magic doesn't her magic doesn't affect them yeah, yeah that's exactly it's it. not that it's going against it's just it just doesn't affect them so they yeah. could just they are more aware of what is actually going on or they're not her power that is created them you know her power yeah. has created everybody else basically or is making everybody do their thing and somebody is using her to do this you know so I don't know. They, I, I think that that's what they're – she basically said it in that interview. I, I, you know, it's it's crazy to, to just go back and look at that stuff and, you know, see where, that they were talking about this a long time ago. And this is 100% their MacGuffin, right? What not that what a MacGuffin is? Like in every movie, there's that one thing that ties everything together or that happens that has to happen that's just like at, way out of character that would never happen, but it has to happen in order to get the storyline across. Uh, keep that's, what the, that's what Wanda going crazy is because it opens up the multiverse. It brings in <laughs> the mutants. Um, it, 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 the continuity gets all put together in one. Now everything that's ever been in Marvel is continuity is basically in play. You know, they could pick 
pull, just like they did when they brought the Ultimate Verse into the Marvel into the six one six. So it's exciting, man. It's super exciting. Well, yeah, and then Vita Raid said she says she doesn't remember how it all started. So that tells you that there's another there's another force at work, and like the whole like speech she has at the end with the boys about bringing Sparky back to life and that you can't bring people back from the dead. Uh And so then you see that whole clip of her breaking in before I see that whole clip of her breaking into sword and stealing vision's body. And it's just, you could tell that I definitely think you're onto something that like, we've all been onto something that there's, there's another force at play here that we haven't, we haven't seen yet. And I actually think Mephesto is Agatha's husband. Because she makes comments, weird comments about her husband, but you have you not seen him on the show yet? Very true. We would just see him already. Like, give us a glimpse, give us a, a peek. I bet just the last episode. Ah, oh, Jesus! I'd be so pissed. I'll be, I'll be livid. I'm just bummed that they're only like 33 minutes. Kind of like how uh, Mandalorian is. They're just, there's like these last couple of episodes have been written so well that. When it's done, you're like, crap. Why couldn't it just be 10 minutes longer? Just give us a little bit more. What's pissing me off, I feel like I'm watching a a Ben-S green screen because I'm trying to place every one of the houses that they walk up to because the interior is different from the exterior. They mix them. So So like this one they mixed with with three different shows. Well, so family the ties. interior, but what's the the first house they show? Like the the preview of full the house. house. So they did they did three they did three shows in this one. They did family ties, full house, and one more. Growing uh, pains. Growing pains. Yeah. No, no, not growing pains. Yeah, growing the 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 whole like watercolor painting that was definitely family ties. And then the the showing of the pictures of them now and as younger. That's definitely. Um, growing pains. Growing pains, yep. And then where they're running up the hill and playing outside and sitting on the picnic with the house behind them, that's full house. Yep. But yeah, the house, true. when they start the show, the first picture of the outside of the house when they're walking up, that's a different house from every episode. Like last time it was the Partridge family's house. Then you see the inside and it's the brain. Every house, house has been different. And Right. So what is this damn house? Because I can't remember. And I have if I remember correctly, it's the little robot girl's house. Remember that in the eighties, there was this show about a little girl and she was a robot and they lived a life together. What the hell was it? Because I can't remember. And I can't remember if that's the house I think it is. And I can't find it anywhere. Which house that one is. I don't know. I don't remember that show. JJ says she watched too much TV in the 70s, but wasn't she born in like 95? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they, she, they set the age for her, what, this 2021 in that one? No wonder. Or 2022. So, like 20, yeah, they set her to be 34 in this one because she was born 89, according to the universe, the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe. Well, so that, like some of the stuff predates what, that, what um, that final, final, uh, you know, doorbell ring proved this the multiverse stuff it's 100 percent proved it i mean coming in coming in with this thick uh, looking like uncle jesse with this thick like accent like a thick like new york accent i love how they made it look like pietro from behind yeah yeah i was like that's not kick-ass 
Yeah. That's Kick-Ass's friend. <laughs> yes, it was Kick-Ass's friend. Um, I like the whole uh, Scarlet Witch talk, too, how they were asking if she has any silly code name, and he was like, nope. So I think she teased, uh, Elizabeth Olsen teased that there's going to be a big Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian moment coming, and I think that is going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think, we already know Str- Doctor Strange is going is in here. They already said he is. Uh, uh-huh. I, yeah. I think that it's good. That's how she's going to get the whole Scarlet Witch thing. So I think she's by the end of the series, Mephisto is going to take everything away from her. She's going to break. Strange is going to show up, and he's going to take her on as an apprentice to take her to try and fix the multiverse. And that's where she's going to get the Scarlet Witch moniker. Yeah. So so not only is Strange in this, she's in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I know that was confirmed. So. Yeah, that's going to be, yeah, for sure. For sure. How that ties in will be interesting. But also, who did you think um, Darcy was referring to when she was talking about the astrophysics that she knew? Um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Reed Richards. Like, I was thinking that. Is that, but then how does that, is that already established outside of what's being addressed in this bubble? Because I know that WandaVision was supposed to be the first thing released. So maybe there was like a teaser or something. What about beforehand? Jane Foster wasn't an astrophysicist, was she? No. Well, that's no. That's why no. I was. That's why I thought I was with you at first. My mind went it's, to that. It's so Reed Richards. One hundred percent Reed Richards. It's got to be Reed Richards. Yeah. It's so weird though. That's what I mean though. But like, if that's the case, then then he just hasn't been incorporated in terms of his powers yet. Like, like there's no way that she knows about. You know what I mean? Like the tie-in that she knows about him, but like, basically, we don't. You know. Like, it seems like a tease for something that either hasn't happened yet, which is what I was leaning to. But obviously, if she's referring to him, then he's already known quantity. So is it just something that hasn't been referred to outside of this one division that we're in? That's what I'm curious about. You know what's going to suck is that uh, we're not going to get Vision anymore. Like, this is the last I – hope, I hope that they bring back Vision. I hope that Vision comes back, like, as the white Vision. You know, mm-hmm. that would be badass. Cause I like vision and I like Paul Bettany playing vision. I like, there was a moment in this, in this one where he gets angry and he gets really fucking like, dude, his acting in that moment. If you guys have Paul Bettany's one of my favorite all time actors. He's in this movie called gangster number one and another one called wild things or wild thing, wild things fucking one of the most dark evil, uh, like, roles he is fucking an asshole in one and just super scary in the other and that's he did that there's a moment in this episode where he just went really angry and he was screaming at her and he, just the emotion on his face was like holy shit dude he's a bad yeah, when I she's trying to end the when she's trying to end the episode and roll the credits yeah. and he's like no and flips out on her yeah it was good that was nice that, that side scene was yeah exactly I like but Kat Jennings too. I think she's great, man. She's a great comedic foil for this episode. Everything about her is awesome. Yeah, I like. I just like the. Did she just recast Pietro? Yeah, like, that was good. But I think I, I think that again shows what you were talking about for Mephisto because she says when the doorbell rings, uh, you know, Vision's like, "Why are you doing this?" She's like, "I, I'm not doing this. This wasn't me. I have no idea what this is." And then it's her brother, and she's definitely like a, distraught and taken back by it. Yeah, because uh, well, the weird thing is, how does she know it's her brother? Other than right? you know, like yeah, because that's Can't a different wait. dude. It's not kick ass. <laughs> oh yeah, it's his best friend. You already established that. But it's uh, I told Corbin. Corbin was like, I need to talk to somebody about this. So we're messaging back and forth. I was like, he's like, do you think he's here to stay? I was like, absolutely. This is that Don Cheadle moment. This is that next time baby moment where they're just gonna <laughs> yeah. replace. 
Aaron Taylor Johnson with this dude and it not look back. So I mean, it's a great way to do it. They, it just solidif- you know what I mean. It just you know this is the dude that's going to be doing it, and that's it. And it to me, honestly, like it. Brian was saying it touches that it's going to be the the story moving forward, and it explains how they can individually introduce each X Men in other movies before an actual X Men movie. It makes sense why now Rogue would be the bad guy in Captain Marvel too, other than you know her history. But it, it, and as far as the Marvel. T- uh, cinematic timeline goes it makes sense well i just love the fact that now we know for sure that spider-verse that i mean spider-man 3 is spider-verse like we know for sure now like there's no doubt about it like at all um what they're doing is they're you know it's it's the it's the world the whole you know everything intertwined from the fuck up and you know that's where they're going, and we're gonna get Miles. We're gonna get Miles, a hundred percent. We're gonna get Gwen. We're gonna get Silk. Miles. You guys are so funny about that. I got to give you guys shit about that. Do you guys not realize that that's just a fucking what if series? Like yeah. that's just them I going. Knew that. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's okay. it's like DC. What DC? It's like Marvel trying to do their. Yeah, that's not a real series. Thing. Yeah, so. But you guys did make me geek out over uh, Venom, man. That Venom issue was fucking great. And I agree a thousand percent that Marvel is killing it right now with art. Yes. Destroying it. So you want to go over some of the Easter eggs that we found in WandaVision? Oh, well, we kind of just, we kind of did. Um, I think we did a, yeah, I mean, we, we did a few of them, yeah. That we were talking about, yeah. Um, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Good job, guys. Sorry. No, that was good. I was no, like, yeah, oh, like good. so the commercial on this one. <laughs> like, let's go deep. For, hey, by the uh, way, spoiler alert. Yeah. For uh <laughs> Lagos brand paper towels that that's actually yeah. the the city they're in or country they're in when Wanda blows up the building and it's the beginning of Civil War and starts the Sokovia Accords. Mm. So that's what that's what that whole commercial was. Uh this week and I like the for when you make a mess you didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. Yep. It immediately brought me back. So much of this is time back to Avengers uh Age of Ultron. It's almost like they want you to like check out more. If anything was the Easter exit, I feel like I'd go there because and it makes sense because a lot of that's derived directly from Wanda's backstory. But so many of these little commercial and stuff are traced right back to that. Yeah, and I like the I like the nod to the the Tom King run with with Sparky, even though he wasn't green. He still met the same end by eating poisonous stuff. So, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it was a really good. It was a really good episode, and I'm, I'm really glad that it's really finding its groove, and everyone's like, "Oh, I can't wait for next week to talk about." Oh, yeah, man. yeah. So, you guys, it's getting, uh, it's getting better. I'm still not on the whole Wandavision train. It, it's, I it's am. Been- Low. It's it's definitely getting better, and I, I'm happy that it's getting better. But I, I think they turn. I I think a lot of the comic book people and the readers and and the in depth people. I think we all really like the Easter eggs and the stuff, and that's why you know it gets enjoyed. 
but I don't think a lot of the surface movie fans are enjoying it at all. In fact, I don't think half of them are. Even I actually think it. the opposite. I, I think a I lot think of people are enjoying it. it. If you That's read interesting. Just, like if you look online and you look at people in oh, chat yeah. and stuff, people are loving it. And I think it's it's something that we've talked about before. Is even if you're not a huge, so you could go online right after Wandavision's done, like. And you just want if you just type in WandaVision Easter eggs, you could you don't even have to bounce between many articles. There's so many articles that are identical that it's just it's everything laid out for you. So you get to read everything that happened. And even if you're not a huge comic guy or person or lady, that's it, bro. That's you just hit it on the head. I'm getting text messages and calls from people who, who I never talk comics to going, hey, bro, did you just watch WandaVision? Let's talk about it. From people I never talk about comics. And it's just and it's because of these articles where you get to read every Easter egg. And so now you're you're getting to read what's going on and you're getting to understand it. So you don't need all of this back history because you know, okay, I read it, I watched it, and now I can read this article about it. And now I can see every Easter egg and it makes sense. I think I think the first two episodes were just so the what did I just watch confusing that they were trying to entice you to come back to episode three and then episode three just gave you everything. Some meat it's like here you go, on. you know, and this is what's going on. And you're like, all right. And then now they're just gonna start throwing chum in the water every episode to just keep you coming back. And that's I exactly what see. the Quicksilver thing was. Was yeah, jump in the water to keep you coming back. I, I could see a little bit of what of what Solo is saying though, in terms of like we're looking for Easter eggs and stuff. And some people are like, you know, the general fans are going to be like, "What are y'all looking for? What is the connection?" Like this is what I'm watching. I think it wins some people in that way though. So because of its unorthodox style, that you don't have to know all of it to go. Oh wow, this is weird, interesting, curious, whatever the case may be. And a lot of that is the buzz and also just the long wait since we've had any content of this kind uh you know marvel what in a year but at the same time i could see how like even with the reveal we're like oh my god the multiverse is that and some people who hadn't watched x movies are like what you know so it's a bounce but i do think it's been overwhelmingly more uh positive than the negative in terms of that you know and a lot of that is just i think they're playing the long game and this time I'm, i like the marvel's done that before if you're a casual person, yeah, you can enjoy them at a base level, but they're not going to take your hand and kind of guide you through all of it. Watch no, the movies, not. you know, watch the stuff, read the books. There you, there you go. Yeah, I, I just know a lot of people that are like, exactly. Nah, I, quit, I quit watching. I watched all the movies. I really enjoy the movies, movies, but I'm not going to yeah. go search the interwebs for Easter eggs and, and watch this and try. And, I'm just confused. I have no idea what's going on. But I mean, I you don't have to go search the interwebs for the Easter eggs. That's why you come to Tales from the Flip Side. We yeah. got all these shows that'll get you informed as as informed as you need to be on everything WandaVision and tell you what books to look for, what Easter eggs are there, and what could potentially be coming next. That's what exactly. we're here for. Amen. You don't have to go and, to redo the, the research. The we do it for you. Just come, come check out any show on Tales from the Flip Side and you're going to be all set. You're going to be the most knowledgeable guy at the water cooler. And on that note, like, subscribe, hit that, uh, hit that button so you get notified. And uh, great show, gentlemen. Oh, okay. That was fun. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming and checking us out. Make sure to hit that like button, like Brian said. Um, you know what? I, I, God, I don't even know what our top five list is going to be next week, but hop on and follow us on our Instagram. And at least by Tuesday, we're going to know what it is and we'll have a thumbnail for it. 
So yeah, I hope you guys played the drinking game because it was there was a lot of good words for this one. Yeah, check out like Kyle said, uh, Modern Car Mayhem on IG. You can find us there, and we'll definitely post uh, the thumbnail for where our next top five list will be. And uh, as all, yeah, like like Brian said, like Ultra said, if you guys had a great time tonight, chat fire as always. Seventy nine people still going strong with us. Eighty one people still actually, uh, if you count everything, going strong with us. It's late. We want to thank you guys. Hopefully, you're not too hungover tomorrow. From Kyle, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. And on your way That's out tomorrow, that is tomorrow. Shitty. Enjoy your on your way out. Make sure to hit that like button if you had a good time. Make sure to subscribe. Turn the bell on so, so notifications you know when we go live. Go live for any of the great flip side uh, shows like the the flagship show Tales from the Flip Side. Solo Wookie and Marco doing their thing with Pete and the rest of the crew over at uh, Tales from the They're Dark Side. Killing it, dude. Yeah. Pete comic book Solo women. Jeez. Yeah. Catch Ultron Wednesdays uh, with the comic presser. Yes, We've got so much great content on this channel that Nico's like killing it. Nico and the guys are killing it. It's, it's, to that oh, man. Everyone on this channel is just speculation roundtable right there, y'all. Crushing it right now. And like, like I said, if you don't want to do any looking for Easter eggs for WandaVision, just come on back here or any other channel, any other channel on her show. There's no reason side. to get your comic book information yeah. anywhere else but here. Right. Flipside's got you covered in all aspects of anything. Like comic a blanket. Book. Yes, sir. And on that note, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.